This is NRL Boom Rookies. Welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, he's not Dale Roots. It's Mitch Doyle. Good day, everybody. And it's just two of us tonight, my friend. It's intimate. It is. It's intimate. Uh, congratulations to our good friend, Dale, graduating today. Yeah, I know. What is he, 35 or something? Yeah. <laughs> he's finally getting that real estate diploma. Good on him. Yeah, good for him. But uh, yeah, look, we looked. We did our usual whip round of guests, and they all said no. So we were no. like, "Fuck it, fuck new guests." Not a deep bench. Not a deep bench. No, no. We, we did try one, one, one debutant, and he and he wasn't available. He's been waiting for three years for the call. He up. has been waiting, and he he's a Neil's fan, it's, so maybe it was for the it's, best. It's kind of like the uh, the John Sutton origin thing. For, the call up finally happens, and then well, uh, uh, admittedly, <laughs> making him do a train off with Mary was a bit much. We probably, <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. But then, then maybe for some people's lucky sake, no Mary, no uh, voice jokes. So and Campos at work. Yeah, the end, go. and so sorry, Harry. Harry yeah. yeah, so here we are. I still cannot legitimately believe that it was only like four years ago that like Laurie Daly made two guys train off for oh, a okay. state of origin jersey, and uh, no shit that Josh Reynolds won the train off. <laughs> like, yeah, the guy who tries harder than anyone else in the world. Yeah, I-, I would never believe that John Sutton would lose at a game of effort. No, never. <laughs> Tough to say, but I'll tell you what, he was full of effort on Thursday night. When the South Sydney Rabbitohs played the Sydney Roosters, and the South Sydney Rabbitohs won 26 points to 14, and really, <laughs> that scoreline, as Mitch hovers over what I'm certain is the forgotten how to lose drop, really, that scoreline, if anything, flattered the Roosters. By far. By far, did it flatter the Roosters. I think um, you've been saying it since the year started, but uh, South are back. I'm taking a line. <laughs> I, think, I think South are back. They were damn good in this game. Not only were you know South generally good, the the Burgess boys being the twins had their first probably good game where they both played well yeah. since like 2015. Well, I think that's now... I don't think either of them's... Maybe they've made one or... There haven't been many errors at all in the last three or four games between either of them. So, I, I don't know. Who knew? The Burgess boys hold on to the ball and they become effective props. Not even... Effective might be underselling it. They're both good. It's sensational. Tom was awesome and George was pretty good. And, uh, you know, Anthony Seabold's come in there, obviously, and I feel like he's just simplified their roles so much. It's like, you two are the biggest people alive. Yep. Let's stop doing anything with you but just running over people. Just run straight, and if you get a good play of the ball, that's all we want from you. And that's all they're doing, and it's fantastic. Uh, where were you when Thomas Burgess stepped James Tedesco? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that happen. was awesome. But, like, every hit up, they're just carding it hard and straight. It's yep. basic rugby league, but then if there's a clean play of the ball, we've said it so many times, Damien Cook... Knows more than anybody else when to go. And one of the best players I've ever seen at it already of just when to go, when to run. He's awesome. He and had three forward. or four line breaks in the first 20 into this game. Um, every South forward, bar Carl Turner, who only played about 10 minutes, broke 100 metres, which is great. Awesome. Um, and like- Jason Clark was floating around, getting the ball at first, second receiver, uh, spreading it early. They'd spread it early a lot. I think that, yeah. that was obviously part of the game plan, and it was effective. They hammered them on the edge, and they came back through the middle where the Roosters were as soft as I can remember a Roosters middle being. And obviously, that is partly because they lost Tokiaho just before kickoff. But, man, Jake Friend is not the Jake Friend of a couple of years ago. No, and I mean, Tokiaho is not exactly known for his staunch defense either. No. You know? And he's not known for driving the line speed himself. Like, you know, Dylan Arpa should be that guy. Isaac Lee is a bit lighter. And Jake Friend, yeah. I mean, Roosters fans will sit here and tell you now he should be dropped. And Which not I think is a, a bit excessive. They're not going to drop a co-captain. But, you know, he's he's not the guy he was. Nope. He's not the 
heir to the throne of, of Cam Smith's origin jersey. That's for damn sure anymore. Yeah. And, uh, Luke Kiry's best game for South since the 2014 <laughs> grand final. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was bad. I think sneaky best player in, in this for South, though, John Sutton. He was awesome. I don't like. I don't know the last time I saw a John Sutton game on in, on the edge of back row that he was this good in. Yeah, Rick but Havoc. he's put about what six good games in a row together now. Yeah, and well, he was. It's close to his best stretch in the back row, and it's happening at this point of his career. It's bizarre, but yeah, he was that Bulldogs game. He was really good as well, and yeah, you haven't watched them this year and been like, ah, oh, John Sutton liability, like you no. might have done last year. Well, I know over the off season he was having a bit of the case of the Sam Thaddeus with the fan base. A lot of fans are thinking, oh, maybe it's time just to. Not hey, I'll play. put my hand up. I was. Of the opinion that I was like, well, look, I hope he gets the 300 games and then maybe he thinks about hanging them up. But now, no, he's been he's been fine. He's been really good. And it's it's bizarre to me that, like, you, you watch this game on Thursday night and Angus Crichton wasn't even close to their most important forward. And that doesn't even account for Sam Burgess and Cam Murray who weren't there. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most impressive thing, right? No Cam Murray, no Sam Burgess. And you didn't notice it at all. Yep, and like, that, Tucko, I mean as much excuse as you want. Sam Burgess wasn't playing yeah. for the Rabbitohs. They'll get Sam back this week. I don't. Did they name Cameron Murray? I haven't looked at teams. Uh, he's in the extended so we'll squad. see if he plays. But honestly, it, I don't know if it's a disaster having Jason Clark there. He was good. Yeah, and he was one of those guys who can give you a couple of good weeks. I don't know yep. if he can give you more this year, maybe. But uh, he has certainly stepped up the last two games. Yeah, he's been fine. And no longer a real meme of a player. They, really. Yeah, and they, they it was, uh, and now they'll play Canberra this week, who aren't exactly known for their mental toughness, so they can get on top of them early. Um, yeah, they could be on their way to another win. Um, Roosters, though, it's kind of weird that we can talk about these two teams in such a juxtaposition, but they've got the same win-loss record. Yeah. But one fan base has to feel a lot better about that win-loss record than the other. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, South fans came in this season, and many did with no hope. And even you didn't pick them in the eight for the first time in forever. That is, I think, the first time. I think the first time in forever. The first time in the podcast history, at least. Yeah. And, you know, again, that squad on paper isn't exactly that impressive anymore. You know, the South team, you know, there was always some hope there. But now, yeah, you're getting, you know, blood from a stone with guys like Richie Kennard as well and Robert yeah, Jennings playing well. Like, yeah. There's no real standout liabilities, which no. there was in the past. Even like Tavita Totola, who's come from, I think he's playing Sydney Shield last year for the Tigers. You know, crazy. stepping up off your bench. It's Made a line break, I think. Yeah, yeah he, he did. Good. Yeah, he did. And then, um, you know, you look at the Roosters side and it's like, I mean, you know, Tigers fans, I tell you, he hasn't played a good game. In, you know, since midway through last year, Tedesco had a stinker despite having two line breaks. The mistake for the Reese Robinson bat back, I can kind of forgive, but you shouldn't be getting out jumped by old GI, mate. Uh, look, sometimes the best player in the world has to put someone <laughs> on a poster. He did that here. He did. It was great. Um, yeah. It's well. Look, the one knock on the roost at the start of the year, and I picked them. I think to finish first. Um, yeah. Where no one can really slam me because most people who didn't pick them picked the Cowboys, and we'll get to them. Well, who didn't pick them? That, that was everyone's top three: the Cowboys, know, Storm, and Roosters. Yeah, and, and maybe you had them fourth, and people were still people were getting mocked if you put them fourth. One yeah. of these teams fourth. You know? Um, but uh, the one knock on them was if they got a couple of injuries, they were basically screwed because they don't have any depth because yeah. their team is so top-heavy. And that's already proven to be a problem with Reese Robinson playing extended minutes for them because Daniel Tupo's hurt. And then it was a problem when Tukiyahu lost in the warm-up and they had to bring Nat Butcher into the side, who I don't think is anything to write home about either. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Roosters fans are a little bit more worried than they should be. I still think they'll make the finals, and I still think yeah. they'll be close to the top four. But they'll figure things out. Yeah. I mean, they've changed things a, few, a bit this week. They've got Tedavano starting with um, Takiyaho out, and they're um, they've dropped Reece Robinson, which they should have done after the Warriors game. I understand sometimes with a veteran player, you put him in there to do a role, they've won bad game, and you keep him. But you know, he's not Jason Nightingale, for example. He's Reece Robinson. He hasn't been good for five years. It's not like when Nightingale had a stink early in the year; you don't just stick with him. 
But yeah, Orbo's gone back out there. Manu's mm. gone to the wing. That makes sense. But yeah, the only thing, the shining light I feel like for the Roosters of this game was that Victor Radley just likes throwing himself at people. That's mm. great. He puts hits on. That's about it. The rest of it was pretty garbage. Yeah. Um, and they somehow got close on the scoreboard because you guys just couldn't kill them off. Yeah. Oh, but and yeah. look, I mean, I don't think their second try was a try. But yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter now. And yeah, and then yeah, without the pack going forward, you see what happens to guys like Kira when they're playing catch up, running sideways and just throwing the loosest of, of passes. Yeah, the remaining game. But anyway, yeah, South like, you know that they, they they look like they're you know probably a top eight side if you're going to call it what I thought would be end of the end, end of the eight right now. I'd, I'd say they'd be in my eight. Happy days. Uh, Melbourne forty, Newcastle fourteen. Is that um, our weirdest South review yet? By the way, that there was like. Just everyone admitting they're a good footy side. You didn't mock there's, me there's once. No well, here. when there's no, yeah, when there's no, when there's none, when you two palookas can't well, bounce off one another. I would have mocked you too, but when this game was on, I was telling you like I'm That's in true. on this side. You, you did say I'm in. I'm in. I said I was in, and it's just like one of those things. Even when the podcast just started, we started when the South decline started. It was that, like... That's actually true. We talked about this today. I, Souths haven't beaten the Broncos since three weeks before we started podcasting. Yeah. And it was like... you. That was the year you had forgotten how to lose, right? And then, That was the year that... That's when the drop came from, yes. But by the time we'd started podcasting, you'd lost like four games or whatever. I can't remember what it was. Um, or three games. But it, it, it yeah. was... The cracks had shown. So this is the first real good stretch, I feel, for South since we started podcasting, even though they're only three and three. It's, I think they won in round one, 2016. And that's... Yeah. <laughs> that's just... That was the last time they were any good. But no, they, they look good and I'm I'm not getting carried away, but they, no. they look pretty... I mean, saying they're a top eight side isn't exactly getting carried away. Mm, so. I know, but yeah. still, they've burned me before and they'll burn okay. me again. Melbourne 40, Newcastle 14. Uh, uh, mate, I don't really know. It's, 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 this is sort of a throwback to the nights of yesteryear where it's yeah. sort of like, what do you say about this? One team is, was clearly better than the other and they just had their way with... Yeah, we're not going to waste too much time on this one. Lachlan Fitzgibbon's good. He's quite good. Yeah, great hole runner, but yeah. defense is okay, yeah. average. But hey, look. The whole if, team's if, defense is average. If rugby league analysis has taught me anything, it's that <laughs> defense is irrelevant when you're praising or deriding players. That's Very why true. Bryce Cartwright's the greatest back rower of all time, and as is Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Um, yeah, I thought Bromwich and Assault for Solomona were both really good. They sort of just got on top early and just steamrolled them, basically. Um the Knights are always going to have a few games like this. Their away form is horrendous. Uh, yeah. that th- they'll probably end up winning six to eight games at home this year, just on the back of that crowd. But yeah. man, they might not. They, like they might not win another away game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with that take that it's not the same team away from home. And then the Storm, you feel you kind of feel sorry for Brody Croft in this game because they went out to an 18 nil lead, and Riley Jackson might have touched the ball like once. That's just how good the team were playing. Like, brought you said Bromwich there. He was on fire early, and then Ken Smith was doing that stuff when he just got out of dummy half all the time, all the time. And then Billy and Munster turned up, and then the wingers didn't bomb opportunities, and they just they were you know it was over within fifteen minutes kind of thing. And then the Knights had a little bit of a fight back that was valiant, but you know nothing much to write home about. I did really enjoy though the Billy Slater tackle on Caitlin Ponga. It was kind of like come back down to earth, son. You're good but I still got you, kind of thing. And that's 34-year-old, whatever, Billy Slater caught him, which was great. It was enough to knock Caelan Ponger out of the Dalian points for this game. <laughs> I'm sure he was nailed on for that one point. But yeah. uh, Well, him, him on Pierce every week getting one or two. And again, I don't know what Pierce did to get a point, but there it is. Did he get one? I think so. Are you sure? Well, they're both on eight points. Jesus Christ. third that's, in Dalian. That's outrageous. Yeah. Uh, i got nothing else to say about this game. Yeah, whatever. All like, right. Uh, Dragons, 40. Cronulla, 20. Uh, Dragons win their second local derby of the year, even though it's like round six. Uh, but this one was far more impressive than the first one. They got out and... I mean, it was kind of tight just it was in tight the early. middle phase and they pulled away at the end. 
Uh, yeah, and the Sharks are just out of place. Yeah, they looked like they were up for it at the start of the game, the Sharks did. I thought this this could be a derby kind of thing. It could be, but... Uh, Mitchell Pierce did not get a Dalian point. Oh, he didn't? There you go. Okay, Slater, Smith, Slater, Asof Solomon. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, Paul Gallon, what lasted the first 15 odd, and then Fafita went off after 30, and that's when you're like, well, yeah. that's this game. Well, I looked at the... Like, I wrote put all the injuries in this week's rundown for us to get to later, and it's like half the Sharks team. Yeah, and then lost Wade Graham, who, who may... He's been named the 21, it's like, but I doubt he plays. Um, Luke Lewis has got a cork... Uh, they've already lost Jason Bakuya, so it's, you know it's, they're pretty thin in the upcoming week coming up now. But um, you know again, this Dragon side just the intensity throughout majority of the fixture. There is some low patches as every team will have in eighty minutes, but you just right to the end they hit hard in defense. Just again, and Jack DeBellin again was exceptional in this game. And the try he scored had no right whatsoever to score that, but that's just the way he's playing at the moment with effort and and, and just fight. I I just look at the Sharks team this week and I. Penrith are going to destroy them in, through but the middle. Like, somehow my Penrith God. opened a dollar sixty or something. That's too. That's too long. So, yeah, yeah, and Joey Paulo at lock, uh, Kirk Capewell in the back row, and then uh, Luke Lewis is fifty fifty. Yeah, and then yeah, not not not, not a great side. And the no. front row were Ava C, Manafango, and Matt Pryor, which without Fafita and without Gallon, you know, yeah, not, not um, much job. But you know, this is this is this is another really impressive showing from the Dragons. Um, they've. Really shown us through this first six weeks just in how in a variety of ways they can beat teams. Like they've gr- they grow they grinded their way to win against South last week, and then yeah. this week they come out and just put forty on their arch rivals, if you like. Um, Dufty is playing really good. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing um, they can beat you in so many ways. Yeah, uh, D- Dufty's great. Jackson's probably playing as good as he's ever played. I think that yeah, maybe. probably since the the early Cowboys days when yeah. he was exceptional. Yeah, yeah. One. he's a different player now, but yeah. he's. he's Kind of mat- finally matured into a different player. Uh, you can't, you can't, like, all this talk I know last year was about, oh, imagine if the Dragons had a halfback. Imagine if they put Dufty at fullback for the whole of last year. Yeah, it might oh, have really made a difference. That might have been the story alone, because I was about to say now, it's like, again, one of those games, Ben Hunt didn't have to do much. Again, but it doesn't matter. Dufty turned up, and, yeah. you know, Ken McKinnis turned up, and the forwards turned I'm up not, again. And I'm those not the saying that, this is a knock, but Ben no. Hunt hasn't exactly had to set the world on fire since he got there. And I think that's a good thing. No, he was good in his first two games. It's insane. He's just been he hasn't been bad. Game. He just yeah, is just managing the game. And yeah. that's because all these other guys that you weren't expecting to have stepped up to the max. Yeah. And then, all of them. And, and Dufty just got that, you know, that, that ridiculous speed that, you, you know, we know with, with many players, you just can't buy it. And it won't be there forever. As you get older, it goes away a little bit. He's at that point now that, yeah, he can run across the field and somehow make a line break and score a try. It just happens with that speed he has. He picked out Hodko on the line and went through. And then the other thing, of course, I haven't got there yet, but my favourite part of this game was all the Matt Moylan efforts. They were fantastic. <laughs> they were did you make a super cut of them? I did. On, on you for, did? For the interwebs. Of course you did. Like, of course I did. Who do you think I am? Sorry. But, uh, yeah, obviously, you can forgive the first Dufty try, even though he doesn't really make an effort to get across the field early. If you get me, when Dufty starts drifting, Moylan's in his lead boots watching him drift, where he should be covering already. Um, then McInnes burns him. It looks like he's running in quicksand. Not great. Then Dufty, like he stands on his back, on his heels as Dufty steps around him. And then uh, Jack DeBellin just pushes him off and slams one down. And then again on the last run, Aitken's try. Moylan just walks and watches him run. It doesn't even come across. Like, come on, mate. It was hey, great. He didn't get this far in life by trying. To, to have a try. I don't know um, how as a teammate you cop that stuff when you watch the video again this week, by the way. You think Luke Lewis is going to sit there and watch that video and be impressed by the effort he's putting in? <laughs> Maybe not. Um, I've been... I've been a little bit guilty of this in the first few weeks, sort of giving the Sharks leeway in terms of their win-loss record just because of the teams they had to face. But now you look at losing to the Cowboys is not exactly like, oh, you know, it's the Cowboys in Townsville. That's not exactly a, like, 
sort of impressive loss, if you like, anymore. Yeah. Um, they barely, they you know, they beat Parramatta and they beat the Storm in a monsoon where with the most penalties in a game ever. And then they got smashed by a Roosters team who themselves got smashed this week. And they got smashed again this week. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, Penrith's going to be a real test, but I, I can't see them winning with all, without all those players. And then after that, they've got a really easy few games after that. And that's really when they need to put their season together. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, they're kind of falling a Parramatta basket for me that not a single one of the off-season recruits has really performed. No. Like, I, you know, ABC and Manifang guy has been okay. And if that's the one guy you're relying on, your bench prop you signed, yeah, not great. I mean... Josh Dugan, we know what Josh Dugan is already. Matt Moylan, they've, they've signed him on the reputation of what he's supposed to be. We've all been through that. So he, but he's supposed to be a difference maker there, and he's currently not been. They've shoved Matt Val Holmes back to the wing now too and just really haven't got anything anything extra to any of their players. No one's exceeded what, what, you know, their, their ability so far this year. If anything, all of them are performing less than you expect from them. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's strange. It, that's another... That's, this has just been such a weird rugby league year. Um, there's been so many been. teams where we've just been completely wrong. And by we, I mean everyone. Yeah, I mean, we usually go through every you know, a four or five year cycle of teams fading in and out of prominence. But it's pretty rare that we just seem to have this massive crash that's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it probably won't last. You know, the Storm will, uh, have already started turning it around. The Roosters probably will, but... It's been a, a, a bloody good season and a strange one at the same time. Yep. Uh, Warriors 18, Brisbane 27. Uh, I just want to say I tip the Broncos. So Good man. Good work, me. Um, <laughs> Welcome. Warriors finally lose a game. Uh, have you had a chance to watch? You were obviously at a wedding while this was on. Yeah, so is that my sister's bra- Breaking the, your sister curse of uh, Brisbane have. getting smashed when you can't watch them. Well, just can't watch it the, bro- the storm when, uh, when, when she's involved. But uh, yeah, I was at a wedding and the wedding kicked off the ceremony kicked off at half time so it's 15 14 i knew when we went into it and about 15 minutes into the wedding i my legs shaking and mum's like Gee, are you me are you nervous about Kristen?" i said no <laughs> i said not Kristen. the broncos are up at half time but anyway i have watched this game at what since. point did you get the phone out and stuff i uh was i was in charge of the music as well so nah, it was an outdoor wedding tricky. and i had to get up and go to the music and i had my phone left on so i checked the scores when i went to do the music it's not too bad and then after the wedding finished, I whipped my phone out instantly. Did like, you give any thought to avoiding it completely and trying to watch it unspoiled when you got home? No, because it's kind of impossible because I get so many messages about it. Oh, true. Like, I would love to, but you also... You have literally turned your phone off, which you couldn't do. So. Yeah, people around me, you know... I, well, I'm probably turning phone off, right? I didn't go much on that night, but I just did, but I didn't with the occasion it was. I yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but people around me knew the score as well and that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it was a, a great performance from the Broncos pack, I thought. The Warriors actually weren't disappointing. They, they had effort through the end as well, but they got on the day beaten by a better side. And Yeah, Josh Maguire was great. Future Abido yeah. Corey Oates was <laughs> really good as uh, well. One, his best game probably since 2016, 2015, probably since the game against South when he uh, pushed Dylan Walker. I love that we're just ways. signing him so that he can't beat us anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. the hit team. Well, it's a smart idea, right? It's it's the Chelsea move. Yes. The sign players, they can top score. Corey Oates is Raul Morelos. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was fantastic. And then um, I thought... Like, I'm not going to try and over-wrap Jack Birdie because he didn't do that much, but he did the simple things right in this game. And that was when the, he straightened the attack a lot on the right side. He ran straight. And then it probably helped that Jaden Sewer also played outside him. As we've found out now, Matt Gillette had a broken neck, but Gillette was having a pretty tough start to the end, running a pretty sideways as well. Yep. Um, but the whole right edge straightened up and it opened up everything, surprisingly. you know, I, I, was, I always was a little bit... Um, 
When people were sort of talking about the struggles Brisbane were having scoring points on a, and the way Milford was playing on a weekly basis, I was sort of in the back of my mind thought, mm, we need to wait till Jack Bird gets back and plays in the halves with him and I think they'll be better for it. Well, you went riding him off last week or the week before. No, podcast, I thought that was so. silly and yeah. um, Jack Bird's clearly made a difference already. Um, yeah. You can, I mean, and I'm here to make fun of his uh, shape or... Oh, he's fat ass. Yeah, which the is fine. Hey, you know who else was fat? Owen Craigie and he yeah. had a highly successful and... Uh, <laughs> uh, Laden with uh, Premiership's career. <laughs> Actually, he did. He won a grand final in yeah. 1997. Yeah. People don't forget. Uh, Dean Witters, he uh, didn't win shit, but it was fun. <laughs> was he on the team that made the grand final in yeah. 09? Yeah, he was. There you go. Dean Witters. Um, but, um, yeah, like it was a good performance from Bird. And one sneaky thing I went back and watched a lot today um, was directing traffic a lot more than you'd expect. Like, he's not your traditional controlling half. We all know this. He's not going to kick in game particularly of note. He's not going to be the guy like a Cronk or Thurston in the first receiver all the time. But I went back and watched a lot of the wide-angle stuff, and he is barking orders every single set. And that's what we need along Milford. We don't need the whole game. We just want someone who will straighten that right side, tell the forwards to go forward. And it's probably no coincidence that we had far less of this forward running sideways bullshit when we had Bird in there just pointing one direction. And then um, Milford's kicking game has improved all year, and it was exceptional in this game. He outkicked Sean Johnson and Blake Green. He's forced eight dropouts now, which is the most in the comp. But he got to kick long as well without Nick Arima there. I know they probably handed that to Nick Arima to give him some responsibility, but without Nico there, long kicking was great. And um, it looks like that might actually solve some of our problems if Nick Milford takes all the kicking duties over. He had one really nice long kick attempt at 40-20 that happened to bounce back from the sideline somehow, but he was finding grass for days. He, he outkicked, you know, as I said, two of the best kickers down around. And... I'm interested to see how... So, it's 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 really easy when you're winning every week. I want to see how the Warriors bounce back from this. And they have as big a game as yeah. they could get this week uh, at home against the Dragons, who they never beat, basically. Yeah, they never do. So And the Dragons are red hot. So, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, um, it'd be a real shame if this was sort of the catalyst for their season to start spiraling downwards. But I don't think it is. I just think this was a bad loss against a good team who yeah. had underachieved up until this week. Well, and... Yeah. Then this week they playing the team, the best team in the comp, basically. Well, exactly. I mean, well, the Broncos are two and one against the top four, right? The rest of the comp is one and fourteen. So you know, not say that it's too early to say that, but it's saying they're a good. They've beaten good sides. They have lost to bad sides as well, but you know, they're a team who were unfit and out of confidence early, and it looks yep. like they'll piece it together. Healthy. They'll, pe- they'll piece it together. The, when they made the grand final in twenty fifteen, they started slow. They got belted in round one in that of that year, yeah. and they bounced back and should have exactly. won the grand final. You, know, so. you can already see the effects of you know Milford's more fit now. Yep. Bird's getting and he's going to play better when Jack Bird's next to him. Yeah. Who could have seen that coming? Yeah, there you go. Uh, North Queensland ten, Canterbury twenty seven. I'll tell you what, no one saw coming. The Cowboys being second last at the quarter mark of the season. No, nobody. This is I'm not. I, I, we try not to use hyperbole on this podcast, as you know, but. This is legitimately, the, I think, the, just the strangest sort of single season fortunes of a team I can remember. Like, everyone thought this team was going to be, at worst, like third or fourth. Everyone. I didn't see a single person pick them to miss their four, let alone miss their eight, let alone be 15th after six rounds. And they don't have, they can't use injury excuses anymore. Everyone's back. Yeah, no, so, they've lost McLean now, but. But, so, like, yeah. you know. Jordan McLean isn't exactly like the linchpin of the team. He's a good player, don't get me wrong. But, man, they were dreadful in this game. And credit to the Bulldogs. They were really good. Foran played quite well. I thought Raymond Fatala-Mariner was awesome. Um, and their goal line defense was great. The Cowboys got down there quite a few times, and the Bulldogs just shut them down completely. They they basically smashed the guy. Every, every time they tried that sweep, basically, someone got smashed. And Mate, the sweep play is dead. Yeah. I was, I, and, I, and I'm glad it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, I mean, teens are now, they're gambling. They're gambling that they're going to get there. Trying to go there. through the back door. Oops, shit. That did have an accident. The back door was closed. <laughs> What'd you do? Oh. The, a drop plate. Oh. Um, but um, teens are gambling that they're going to jam in and shut the sweet play down. But they're winning more often than not, right? South gambled a lot with the Roosters on the weekend, for example, as well. And the, and the Cowboys' sweep is slow now. There's no real pace into it. And they're just running them constantly. And, and yeah, you know, Thurston's lost a bit of pay, toe himself. And, and that's, that's the effect you're seeing. And... The Cowboys have had a few bad starts over the years. They were three. They lost their first three in 2015, as we know. Uh, you know, if you go way back to 2010, I think they lost two of their first uh, eight, and ended up being well, one game off the wooden spoon because of the. Uh, well, they didn't win the wooden spoon because of the storm, but they had a terrible year there. They've had some slow starts, but those are all under Neil Henry, old former staff. You know, with Green, they've generally been sorted at some point in. This week, they've just made no changes. And I understand, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, like, you know, it was like three weeks in, I said, Parramatta, it's too early to make panic changes. They've got too many injuries. Cowboys, too early to make panic changes. But it's now been six games of this, and you lost at home to the Bulldogs. That's a disaster. And you named the same there's, team. There's no other way to paint that. Yeah, and the Bulldogs turned up with effort, but they still shouldn't beat the Cowboys in North Queensland. Is it uh, time for Todd Carney? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. But, um, oh. Who knows? You know, Michael Morgan, we've said it before as well, he's struggling with JT being back now, doesn't really know his, his full role. Yeah. There's no juice in that back line. And the forwards outside, Tamalolo had a healthy game again, but the forwards outside of Tamalolo all look out of shape and slow. And it's so funny to me that, and this is endemic of sort of player analysis on broadcast in Australia, that like Greg Alexander, which I thought quite fairly last week was like, JT's not there anymore. Like, he's he's not as good as he once was. Yeah. And people acted like he just said, like, the Holocaust didn't happen. It was like a yeah. scandal. It was on every show for the entire week. It was like the lead thing they focused on in the, like, pregame package for this, ep- this, uh, this, ga- this episode. Th- this game was him talking about Jonathan Thurston maybe not quite being Jonathan Thurston anymore. And, and people were, like, staggered that how dare someone say this. But you know what? It might be true. And he said he, he might have gone on a year too long. And that's not saying that Thurston can't play NRL this year. It's saying that great players want to go out when they, on, their, on their terms. Yeah. And, you know, he would have known that with that injury that he would have lost it so quickly. But it seems so he's still playing decent-ish. But yeah. he's not Jonathan Thurston at the moment. No. He's still take, I'll take him in my halfback, for example, what his current shape is in. But running the team through him, expecting him to do what he was doing, just isn't working at the moment. That's just it. It's just not working. And teams are targeting him a lot more in defense. They're hitting him more as well. There's a kind of a less intimidation factor of yeah. JT at the moment. And criticizing 2018 Jonathan Thurston is not a knock at the player he was and has been yeah. for a long time. People need to understand that. It's just every hey, father. What do they always say? Father time is undefeated. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it happened with Peyton Manning. It's happening with Jonathan. Thurston. Sometimes it hits you like a ton of bricks, yeah. and you just. You just don't have it anymore. You hit Corey Parker mid-season. Mm-hmm. You know, it just happens like that. And it was hitting Josh and Hodges as well right back into his year, and he went out. And some of those guys, they went on again, you know, might have happened, might have a disgusting year like this. And yeah. I mean, you know, again, it is still early, but the Cowboys not changing anything. And just like, I don't know, I just, you haven't seen it. And, and if they keep playing the same Do they have anyone that's knocking on the door to... Well, they have again. They have some okay outside backs. Gideon Geller. Yeah, I was going to say, where's Ted Mosby? Just got just got back. He he got suspended for a bad hit last year, so he just got back into Q Cup last week. So I get not doing that. But again, Anari Tuola should have been there already as centre. Just give him a shot. Like Ben Hanson's playing centre for you right now. I don't know what's going on there. You know, try him out for example. I mean, they got you're not fantastic, but Khalifa Fifi Laws in their system now. Yeah. You know what's Winniston giving you anymore? Winniston's cooked. Mm. And then they, like, I get not changing that pack because they haven't really got anything there. But just change how you're playing footy. 
We've got to do something different. Just give Morgan more um, ball. Shout out Henry Perinaro. Yeah. Doing the sim bin. Doing the for sim repeated bin. penalties. Yeah. Well, mate, it's there was a couple again this weekend, which is good for the repeated mm-hmm. penalties. But we've got all you had. Like, oh, we didn't mention in the South game, but South should have had a man sent to the bin. Yeah. It was atrocious towards the end of that game, I think. Because when you're up two scores with 10 minutes to go, or even once, if you're up six points with 10 minutes yeah. to go, of course you're just going to keep doing it. Oh, that's what I said it when we were watching that game. It's yeah. like, well, South, of course you keep doing it. And if, and if worse, if it costs you two points, even at the end of the first half as well, it's kind yeah. of thing, you do it. Yeah. And if the ref bins a guy, it's like, oh, well, we wasted three minutes. Yep. Or, you know, Especially but, when you have two scores. You, but you'll take a sim bin South, and South got two scores and doing it and got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> they, didn't just, get they, just, they, did, they gave away, I think, five penalties in three or four minutes. Yeah. And, and they um, got warned and then it didn't get sim bin. They just yeah. got warned. And, and then the Bulldogs one was in the first half, but still, a spelly Finney got sent to the bin by Henry Perinari. He couldn't complain. Yeah. And then the Bulldogs scored with 12 players. Yeah, but you just they're running the same eleven out. I, don't, I just don't get it. And then Ethan Lowe's barely playing. He's, he's too good to be playing twenty three minutes as well. Yeah, I agree with that. And Cohen Hess's defense is disgusting. It's, it's I know so bad. I don't know what they're trying to do playing him eighty every week now. But when you've got again, you've got Ethan Lowe playing some more minutes. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But it, that would be the. Uh, it, it's tough to work out whether this is whether the Cowboys season is more strange or whether the Eels season is more strange. Which brings us to Canberra eighteen, Parramatta two. They are among historical lows for points scored after six weeks of a season. No team that started out on six has ever made the finals. They are in all sorts of trouble. They are. They are. And I mean, obviously, Gutherson wasn't going to be a miracle cure. But he, he was okay. He put in a lot in this game. But, I mean, Bevan French, hang your head in goddamn shame. I feel, I feel sorry for my comparisons of calling you the millennial Nathan Merritt. You that's, better feel that's sorry. A, that's a shot at Nathan Merritt now. No way. You, you, wish, you wish you gave a shit like he did. Two yep. runs when your team, and the second run was like terrible with three minutes to go. When your team is beaten in the wet, and you're a winger, and your job is to help come in and help out, terrible. Mm-hmm. And he's been rightly dropped this week, but there mate, was some what are you doing? Nice moments commitment? for Canberra. They, they got a classic Rapana try on the short side, and a classic Blake Austin step and go. Yeah, um, you know it's it's kind of weird. They were they were zero and four staring down the barrel, and suddenly they beat two shit teams. And they're if they win this week against South, they'll be in the top eight basically. Well, I mean, they it's got, crazy how things can turn they around. They fell their way into the right team through injury, which is, a, you know, which is unfortunate that it took Sam Williams and etc. getting injured to get Sevilla, sorry, Havili playing seventy plus minutes. Who was great again? Great again, and to get you know uh, Tapane into the side by drop benching for Parley, but all that rotation took a while to get to the right team. But now it looks like a decent footy side, and they, you know they were scoring points in the first couple of rounds, but they couldn't defend. And Aiden T the playing hooker was part of that. And you've got to think back, if you're rookie, think back and you think, Jesus, if I fix this start of the season, we might be 5-1. and one. And I hate saying that dumb stuff like, oh, you know, the Broncos didn't have X, Y, and Z go their way, they'd be 1-5. and five. But the Can- Canberra were up by 20-odd points in two games. It's a bit different. Yes. You know, uh, I mean, they very well could be 5-1. and one. They, yeah, they, bottled three big, they bottled three big leads. Yeah, and then, yeah, for the Eels, I mean, there's still some effort there, but it's just embarrassing at this point. They really miss Nathan Brown. Really miss Nathan Brown. And then none of the other forwards really. I think Tony Williams is okay and Tim Manor was okay. And that's it. And when you're saying Tony Williams and Tim Manor were okay, not great signs. Daniel Alvaro actually pretty decent off the bench too. Um, yeah, they're crazy. No it's line breaks. Bizarre. They didn't break the line once. Yeah, it's not, that doesn't really shock me. They've scored like four yeah, tries this exactly. year. And again, they had a lot of balls in the right, situ- right areas of the field and couldn't do anything with it. And they've got Hayne back this week. Yeah, but on the wing. Hey, you got him in the there league. You go. And there you go. And then they've dropped um, Brad Takarangi's back in first grade this week as well. 
they're changing things up again. But yeah, it's at that point now. It's like they need a win and they need a bad. You look at like the forward pack of Evans, Pritchard, Manor, Ma'u, Williams, and Terrapo doesn't exactly strike fear into the hearts of men. No, not at and all. Then there's What's co- and then what? Well. Da- David Gower and Daniel Alvaro and Kenny Edwards coming off the bench. Exactly. Like, I mean, they've lost. Um, they've lost Tony. Sorry, not Tony. They lost uh, Tepai Morrow on the back of Nathan Brown already. Those where's Matangi? Matangi's still on the twenty-one. He's not in the team. Okay. Is there a reason for well, that? Well, he was poor early in the season yeah, too. Yeah, but, but like at least he's like people will be scared of him if he. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. There's, this this is so strange. Like again, this was a team that most people had in their top eight. A lot of people had in the top four. A lot of people well, were yeah. like, "Oh, they're, they're a good value bet for the for the, for I the Premiership." Six. I had them fifth or sixth. Yeah. I had them right around the same area as the Broncos. But Whoops. I mean, it's like one of those things that these are players I didn't think were good, but they were winning last year. And they've been good the last years. Get me? Like I didn't think you know Tim Manor was good. I didn't think you know uh, Tepo Morrow was a good player. I didn't think Alvaro was exceptional. But they were. They were it's better than some of their parts last year. And it's weird. We thought we could blame Hayne if things went haywire, but it's really... You can't put yeah. any of this on him. He wasn't in the team for half these losses. And now they're panicking. Like They, they really screwed up that junior Paulo letting him letting him go early and not matching that deal. And they're panicking and trying to get him back now. And that, that will solve a few of their issues. But like that's next... Set. This year, he's done. Yep. <laughs> Eels fans have got to sit through the rest of this shit for the rest of the year. Yeah. And, although, they play Manly at ANZ this week. And Manly yeah. are not a very good team away from home. Well, you've got so. also... You've got like some of the players in their team... They're the kind of guys that when they're down, they want to pack their shit up and go home. And watching like Corey Norman, Mitch Moses, yeah, I mean, you, not good you, losers. You guys said this. I think it was last week. You made the point that this is this this is this is basically the who gives a shit thirteen. Like, yeah, in a lot of ways. Like, Hangs uh, in it when he's there. Bevan French is in it. So when they're down, they're just, these, these aren't foxhole men. No, these are guys that when they're down twelve nil and things aren't working, like fuck it, let's yeah, just go. You're home, not storming boys. the beaches with uh, Jared Hayne and Mitch no. Moses. <laughs> you know, they're getting back in the boat and going back to base. I don't yeah. know. I'm not great at war metaphors. Yeah, Pen- fuck, we need Dale. <laughs> Where is he? Call him in. Okay, Something, bro. Normandy. This is right in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, Penrith 35, Gold Coast 12. Uh, the Garth Brennan Bowl was won by the Panthers. <laughs> uh, and really easily done. Uh, they had to chuck Haru and I into the centres. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, Brennan, well, obviously, I think it'll be a little bit bittersweet for him, knowing that he signed Tyron Peachy for next year, seeing how well he played in the six in this game. Um, yeah, Pen- Penrith... I think they're just a solid team. Like, I think they're going to hover around sort of fourth to sixth yeah, or seventh again. Like, um, and yeah, that's just who they are. And they'll put teams to the sword when they're not particularly good. And I, you know, the Titans they've worked their middle out in the last couple of weeks, but there's still you know quite a few pedestrian players in that team. Yeah, well, they had no Ryan James. And that showed. I was going to say, and that is like the biggest loss of all. And they're the 2017 kind of injury issues. Mm-hmm. Like they were down to 14 at one point and you know, got players back. But yeah, that just well, things weren't going their way and Penrith now are too good of a side for that to, to you know let you get away with it than what compared to what they were previously. But uh, mate, Gus Gould has pulled off the swindling of the off-season. Mate, what a trade. He got rid of that terrible four-year Moylan contract for Maloney, who has come there and, you know, fair credit to him, wasn't playing well the first couple of rounds. Cleary goes away and he's just turned into that... Exp- that he's turned into that player that he was at the Roosters, you know, the experienced head who's giving direction and, and picking teams apart and just playing smart footy. And, and he did that in this game again and the whole Penrith team was playing way straighter with him there, just hitting hard and straight. And credit to Griffin too, changed his forward rotation. He has Marin up front. He's benched Harmau. He's, he's, you know, he's playing Viliami Kikau. He's doing different things. And, and, and instead of sitting on what he had been sitting on for a couple of years, you can see the team looks like it has fresh juice. And even guys like Moses Leota are running hard and straight now off the bench. He didn't look like much trouble. I there. was concerned by this. On, I listened last week 
as you as as you noted, that I often listen just to make sure, just to hear what you are all saying about me. <laughs> but in addition to that, you did say you don't think you hate Penrith as much anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm intrigued. I don't think so. I think a lot of it's obviously tagged to Matt Moore. Well, more I than never I hated them. I thought it was a bit strange. It's such an arbitrary team to hate, apart well, from the Gus factor. It was Although Griffin, but yeah. um, it was certainly more attached to Moreland than I realised. Yeah. I've always hated Gus. So obviously, when they lose, I'll probably still enjoy it. Yeah. But I'm o- kind of over the Griffin stuff. He's only getting credit for anything at the Broncos like he was getting when after he left. None of that stuff's ever ha- happening anymore. And also, like we all move on from shit coaches at some point. I know a lot of Sharks fans still hate Ricky Stewart and stuff, but I don't really see you throwing shade at coaches from 2000. And- 10. You know? Yeah, well, no Souths coach was ever good enough to actually get another NRL job, so yeah. I can't really relate J- to that. Jason Taylor got another job. No, that's true. <laughs> and you weren't wishing poor on him. But um, yeah, you know, and then once I said they're playing hard and straight football. And What's Sean McRae doing these days? <laughs> Arthur like, Katinas. And hitting Paul hard Langman. and D, like that, that, That's why you watch rugby league, right? The teams just to rip people up to straight up yeah, the guts. Yeah, they've been so like, physical. It's been great. Oh, it happened again. And they're firmly entrenched in the top four, so good for them. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and the other part of that swindle they pulled as well, obviously he's been terrible. They sent Bryce Cartwright to the Titans, and he has a Penrith clause in his contract. What kind of what kind of person, club lets that happen? A what clause? Has a Penrith get-out clause. In the next two years, he can go back to Penrith if he wants to. If he wants to. Or if they, you know, if they agree on it. Right. That's perfect for it's them. Per- if you're the Penrith, that's j- it's great, because he's been terrible, and he might still be terrible. But if he ever comes back to what he was, you're like, oh, okay, well, Bryce, there's a, there's a spot here for you. But yeah, I thought the worst play of the day for the Titans in this game was when they were, had th- they were down to 13 in the defensive line and they didn't give that penalty away. They were still in the game at that point. Mm. And they had, um, who was, I can't remember who was down downfield. It was, I think it was Mitch Rain was down. And then someone else went down on the goal line. They had 11 players in the defensive line, make a tackle, line it a bit. And then they get, the referee tells them to get up and they get up. And it's like, well, that's it. <laughs> you got you to concede. They concede and the floodgates open from there. But yeah, you know, this Panthers, this Panthers side are decent and they'll probably, you know, sit around, as you said, fourth to sixth most of the season. Yep. And uh, they'll get, they'll, you know, they'll have that, uh, that interesting tussle now when they get Cleary back as who has the reins. But Maloney's never been afraid of taking a back seat. It's not no. going to be like when he had that problem with Moylan last year of who was fighting for ball. Maloney's not, not, not afraid of that. No. Uh, Manly 12, West Tigers 38. My goodness, they might just be the real deal. This is the most flattering scoreline of the week, even though it was by 30 points. That Manly first half is one of the worst halves of footy I've ever seen ever. Like I don't know if I've seen a worse half in the modern. Gen- I thought at the very least they'd put up a fight at home in all their games, but and I don't think the Tigers, the Tigers very rarely win at Brookvale as well, and yeah. this was a disaster for Manly. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I just we we knocked their forwards in the offs in the preseason. We we just said they weren't. They simply just didn't have enough good forwards to match it with. Any other teams, but I thought at the very least their backs would be okay. And no, Uate was horrible in this game. Um, yeah, he's been terrible this season. Yeah, another and, flat track bully. Yeah, um, and but my goodness, how good was it to see a Benji Marshall solo try? Oh my lord! And how happy he was with it too. Uh, he would pay for this Tigers team at the moment for nothing, eh? He yeah. just he just play for them. It's for, it's for a great storyline. It's it's really enjoyable. Uh, I'm just happy for their fans, to be honest. And, and Cleary's one of those guys that, you know, popular with the podcast here, and we said that he, the players would believe and they turn it around slowly. But no, I don't, nobody, and nobody, even the most optimistic Tigers fan, thought yep. this would happen. As, 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 um, as under expectations as the Cowboys and Parramatta have been, the Tigers have exceeded them. Oh, yeah. In, in by, an equal amount. By some distance. And they're getting, like, you know, there were some handy young forwards there, and we said at the Tigers, and we said that. But there's guys like all of them performing: Twall, Eisenhuth, Alloye. When Sue gets called upon, he performs. They're all performing. They're all playing well. Alloye, so he's playing like a man possessed. And then you look the at players. their backs. Luke Brooks is playing the best football he's ever played. 
I don't see yep. anyone could argue that. Isan Mars is just close to the best center in the comp in the first six weeks. Yep. Uh, Corey Thompson's playing really well. Um, I don't. It's just crazy. Like you don't look at this team on paper and think that they would strike fear into anyone. And the Garmas defense isn't an issue anymore either. No. Um, oh, exactly. You still look at it on paper and you, you wouldn't think this team no, is killing the comp. You really wouldn't. But, but yeah, Luke Brooks running and going to the line. Well, he's always had a good running. Always had a good running game, but he's yeah. actually using it now. He's using it. And he's confident in his tools. And he's just playing against simple footy, but goes to the line and things will happen if you're a half. Go to the line, things will happen around you. And when the forward's laying that platform, he can run all day. And he was doing it early in this game and absolutely carved them to shreds. It's got that great try through Motenius Lesniak, which was Brooks running, Nagama lapping back on the inside, and then we saw what happened. Halftime, though, the numbers in this game. Manly completed seven sets at halftime. It's not a lot of sets. Seven sets, they 25% possession. That's as bad as it gets. 300 metres. In a half a footy. That's... To 1,100 th- a by the Tigers. Like, the Tigers had almost a full-time amount. Yeah, <laughs> a- as you said, 26 nil seemed low. It did. And then, you know, lucky for Manly, the Tigers put the queue in the rack in the second half. <laughs> they didn't really go, try and go ahead, uh, on with it. But, yeah, one of the more dominant... Especially for Manly being the home team. Well, I don't know last time he's in the home team dominated this, this, this well. Yeah, and penalty try. Again, good work, right? Good work, yeah. Although, I mean, it's easy to give one in the 79th minute of a game that doesn't matter. But yeah, the Tigers, yeah, they're legit. Their defense has been legit all year, but now they start things rolling with their attack. And I don't think they'll they'll get more resistance than this most week, more resistance. But things are starting to roll. And if Brooks keeps doing what he's doing, things will happen. You know, again, not exactly a really talented back line. But yeah, if they, all they have to do at, the point, at this point now is outscore their opponents. They've got the Knights and the oh, Eels. Oh, that sounds so dumb, but... I know what you meant. They it's don't fine. have to go score 30 points to win games. They've got the Knights and the Eels in the next two weeks, so... And the Knights, they're playing them in Tamworth, but it's I was going to say, where Newcastle. the fuck is Scully Park? Yeah, it's outside of Newcastle. They'll, they'll do them. And again, yeah. they open at like fifty. way too yeah. long odds. All right. Manly though, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, as I told you before, I think they have two and a half good forwards, basically, yep. which is not enough. And Jake hasn't been good for the last two weeks, no. but that's what happens sometimes when you run locks in, like guys into the ground. They yeah, play big minutes. Yeah, asking to do too much. Tapao's still been fine, but... He has been. And Fenua Blake's okay, and that's literally it. Yeah, that's it. And they lost uh, jo- uh, Curtis Sirin. Who was playing surprisingly well. Yeah, Joel Thompson's okay. Again, yep. also kind of a flat track bully with things going his way. The bench, not much there. No. And then, you know, you've got a pretty flawed side. We've said it before. They rely on such so much coming out of, like, Appy, DCE, and Tommy. I know it sounds dumb saying that. They're spine players, but they rely so much on that. And when it's not there and the forwards aren't rolling. I like it when we say things in pre-season and they actually happen. Well, it's very... <laughs> it's very <laughs> what, rare. What have I got right this year? The We've got that and the Roosters' depth being would screw them over. Yeah, I, I, I got the uh, Warriors being good. I don't think that it. counts. You say that every year. No, I don't. <laughs> I said it the last two years. I got it wrong once. Okay. <laughs> Oh, well. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Redradra. And Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Simi Renrandra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Redradra. News. Uh, yeah, lots of news this week. So much news, you don't even know. Uh, <laughs> the Manly players hate Jackson Hastings, Mitchell. That was funny. I mean, it's, it was one of those it's guys. It's very funny. I remember speaking about it a couple of years ago on this podcast, saying, like, how much of a wanker does this guy have to be not to be playing footy? Like, where they had, um, I can't remember who Manly were playing in the halves, not using him, but also in the previous time when Roosters weren't using him when they were 2015. Uh, yeah. 
And then, yeah, turns up big wanker. And when he clashed with another wanker like Cherry Evans, this is Oh, so happens. if people aren't familiar, with, people don't know what we're talking about. Basically, Jackson Hastings is getting turfed from Manly because senior players refused to play with him. Yeah, they had a fight with T- DC at training he last week. He has to just be, he must be the world's biggest fuckwit. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's clearly better than Lock and Croker, right? Clearly better than him. Doesn't yeah. really matter. No. <laughs> he won't play, get another NRL gig, eh? Super League beckons. Man of Steel for uh, whole mate, KR. Ben Barber's there. Oh, Not yet. Oh, Not true. Honestly, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty funny. Tane Milne's contract torn up by the Tigers. Yeah. Didn't show up for a New South Wales Cup game or something. No, and then... drugs. Oh. Yeah, this happened, I think it happened two weeks ago, I think. But one of those guys, like, no, I don't feel any sympathy for this guy. Yeah. He's had three clubs he's been at now. And like, he went to the Tigers. They signed him to be their starting centre. Pretty much had a good World Cup. Pretty much if you turn up for preseason and put in, you're their centre week, week one of this year, right? And no. Nah. <laughs> Off you go, mate. Again, Catalans awaits. Uh, they, do, they do like players who take coke there as well. They do. <laughs> Paul Green extends Cowboys contract to the end of 2021. It would weird sa- timing. It would sound weird as a Broncos fan to say this, but I'm relieved by this. I didn't want to spend, pay $1.5 million to bring him to the Broncos. I just It's not because I don't think he's a good coach. It's because I think he's a boring coach, and I don't want a boring coach if I have the choice. And I believe in Jason Demetriou as our next coach. But yeah, Paul Green got a nice... Long deal. Got himself paid at the uh, Cowboys. Well, well done. Uh, and uh, the Anzac Day game. I mean, this isn't really surprising, but it's still, it's going to suck. I won't. I, I like going to this game as a neutral. I won't be going when it's at the SCG. No, oh, man. I don't know about my grand final attendance either. I like going to the grand final. Right? I've been yeah, to the last no, three. Screw that. But I don't think I'll go unless my team are in it Just when the grand final moves to SCG. I don't know. It's baffling to me. No one who's ever watched a rectangular game of sport at that place would ever think this was a good idea. No. Everyone who thinks it's a good idea are people who have nostalgic feelings of SCG or just think it's a good stadium. But then if you go watch a game there now, you realise, oh, it sucks. no, let's not do this. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Uh, we we hate to pile on, but Peter Beatty. <laughs> you can't A- not. Another gaff from the great man. Uh, if the Com Games closing ceremony fiasco wasn't enough, uh, then today thought he'd get a little layup by talking to a young fan and uh, talking. To that young fan about the Newcastle Knights, uh, of which the young fan was wearing a Newcastle Knights jersey. Yeah. Only problem was, yeah. it was a Barcelona jersey. Yeah, and then Karl Sofinovic, good at ripping in. <laughs> did, did do well. But, um, it's one of those things that it's not actually the worst I gap, don't think this is that bad. But it compa- you know, sort of like in the corner of his eye, he was on TV, he wasn't yeah. paying full attention. But it's compounded on top of what he's already said. If this said. had been the first thing... It wouldn't have made... No one would have blinked at all. And not but. from fault of his own, but it's compounded on top of what previous ARL commissioners have said too. And they all just keep putting their foot in their mouth. They have it's, to get these people so away. funny. I mean, <laughs> he wasn't don't... even talking about that either. He was on there for the Com Games. They couldn't even get him away from the TV. He was talking about the Com Games and that still came up. It's great. Because they've got to get these guys away from talking footy at all. Yeah. But like, you don't have to know footy to, 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 to be a good administrator, right? No. And I, well, firstly, I don't believe in Peter Betty anyway, but I'm saying you don't have to be a good um, commis- uh, footy head to do it. But... Let's not fuck these things up. <laughs> you know, let's get away from TV. Yep. Not good. All right. Injuries. Uh, Tokiaho, knee, two weeks. Uh, Matt Lodge might play. Has bad ribs. Yeah, he has a rib cartilage injury. Play through pain, probably. Uh, Paul Gallen, six weeks with a knee injury. 
Yeah. Andrew Fafita, two weeks. Fafita, nine this week. But yeah, they do that all the time. They do. Uh, Matt Gillett, 12 weeks, that vertebrae neck issue. Yeah, mate. Mate, playing five How weeks. How was he playing it? through that? Well, now, like, f- forgive him for the terrible form, but, mm. mate, he, he had, uh, I don't know if you saw it on TV, your breakdown in tears talking about I did about see that. Like, as, as he said, he's a father and stuff now, and he found out he was close to being a paraplegic if he, if he hit it again. So, yeah, not a great moment for him, but uh, hopefully he bounces back in the future. Uh, another shark, Wade Graham. Has a hamstring injury, be out for a couple of weeks. And Josh Mansour broke his cheekbone, will be out for four to six weeks. Yeah. Uh, Lavea Pulu and Smolik Carter both have uh, have a foot and an ankle injury, respectively. Yeah. I don't know how long they're out yeah, for. Carter was named, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go uh, Fusatua to the centres and Nickel Clockstad to the wing. Yeah. Because I don't think Anthony Gelling's got enough for them to do it. Uh, Matt Pryor was fine for a high tackle. Yeah. Joe Tarpanay was fine for tripping. And Tarek Sims got 90 points for dangerous contacts they had next. So no suspensions. Good for Very close. Stuff. Suspensions are shit. We should get rid of them. <laughs> well, not not always. No, just, legit. No, we well, always for like most fine. things. I like this. I like this. I, yeah, but like Sam Bird just missing two games for that. Yeah, oh, I think was But you know, but three plus week things. I get it. Sure, that's fine. Are you serious? Yeah. We're gonna have a of questions. Question time. Uh, first of all, more of a comment from at Mario Seeks underscore. Congratulations to Doyle. His anti Jake agenda has finally paid off. Jake is currently playing JDB into the Origin team. Uh, that's anti Jake. It's not Jake Harper. I'm very pro Jake Harper, but yeah, look, it's a, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say two bad games is the anti Jake paying off yet. I'm but on I'm, the fence I'm about, very, about both Jakes. <laughs> about Jakes. Well, that one was is a coward now as well. Wouldn't you on his podcast? No, I wanted to come on to discuss on yeah. Roosters Weekly. Him well, and him and Ando actually love throwing yeah. barbs at you on this podcast for three years mm, straight. Yeah. Won't let you on there. So no. just a bit of Wobby Lee chat. Your Wobby Lee podcast. Bit of head mono mono banter. Yeah. Wouldn't allow it. Apparently what not. What can you do? <laughs> Uh, okay, next question. Dane Jones got anger. Should Petty Betty have gone to Specsavers? Probably. Well, he had. Gla- mean, he has glasses. He double glasses. <laughs> and he's a monocle on top of his glasses. I don't uh, know. And he has another question. Should there be a salary cap for coaching staff in the NRL? Nah. It's, I think it's going to happen at some point, but I'm of the opinion of no I just as don't well. Think it, I just don't think it's necessary, purely because like, most, most, most coaching staff guys would rather be a head coach somewhere than be a highly paid assistant coach somewhere else. Yeah. And also, like, just if the coaches, I don't care. Like, do you really care that some club won't have two physios over one? <laughs> no. Like, no. I don't care. No, I don't care. Like, that, there's always going to be advantages anyway in facilities and that kind of stuff anyway. So, whatever. Uh, next question from Butsy888. Uh, he said, he's still waiting to see my ticket, but welcome to the No Nights Club. Even if you're just visiting, it's good to have another voice around town. Well, Butsy, you're a, you're a Knights hater as a Knights, as a Tigers fan. That's an interesting one. Uh, that is interesting. Uh, he grew up in Newcastle as a non Newy fan. Uh, mm. It's like when I. Oh, hate, it's like how I hate the Bulldogs. Yeah, and how I hate Manly being in the North Shore. Yep, grew up in Bankstown. Yeah, that's Fuck it. the Bulldogs. I mean, the Bulldogs are also easy to hate, but Well, yeah, but I mean, I. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, next question from Manny McP25. When do you transition from being boom rookies to origin bolters? When are we bolters? Uh. Well, aren't you still suing uh, New South Wales for making them play for you? Yeah, I think until I can uh, send my letter to yeah. the podcasting CEO and get my uh, yeah. my eligibility changed to Queensland, we will not be <laughs> Origin Bolters. <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, underscore Hosil. That's Annette. Thank you. I love butchering your name as well. Anyway, does Buffalo think Rugby League is shit because his team is doing shit? Yes. I mean, yeah. And also, he was clearly drunk and lost some bets. They don't call him Buzz for nothing. And he asked, when is Bungard returning to Twitter? Oh, look. When you, when you all deserve me. Uh, he's got to come back to us a little dicky to play three and three with us. So. I might have to do that. <laughs> he's got to have it. Uh, at Pat Lawrence 26 
Uh, he said, after Dragons, Sharks versus... Uh, sorry, after Dragons. After Friday's Dragons versus Sharks game, can we all come out and finally say it? Gareth Woodruff has the best hair in the comp and Chad Downs is nothing but a pretender. Wow. Ooh. They both have very strong hair. I much prefer Widdop's hair to his. There's, a, there's more natural movement to it and volume and, and bounce. I'm still team Chad. He was in the... I think he had a, his wife had a kid or something last week. He yeah. was in the ICU. Hair's still perfect. Terrible. What a man. Uh, Manning P25. Now the Sharks have cycled through their best option at fullback five time, <laughs> times. Who was their best option at fullback? Um, I honestly don't know. I think it might still be Matt Moylan. I think it's Dugan. <laughs> Jeez, it's it's not exactly a murderer's row, is it? It's not. Well, Dugan hasn't got the deficiencies of Moylan there. And in the end, you sign Moylan to play six. No, it's a good point. Happen. I think, well, that's the other thing. I'd rather Dugan not be in the centres. So. Yeah, and, and Jesse Ramian, I know he's leaving your club, but you're trying to win games this year. Jesse yeah, Ramian, I think, I think I, in a vacuum, I might prefer Moylan there. But if it means Moylan plays six and Jesse Ramian comes back into the team, I'd probably put yeah, Dugan there. doing it again this week. And Holmes, obviously. I mean, you just got to put that experience on the back burner give him another off season because yeah. uh, and mess and I just got Ozil Ozil uh, <laughs> you're doing it on purpose <laughs> at this point I, well, I never I always did it anyway but then Dave pointed it out this is Dave anyway it's, so it's Ozil with an A-U-S-I-L so I think it's Ozil I can say it wrong that way he said given that Wayne's been at Aura seems to reside in Auckland now should Wayne Bennett become the next Warriors coach well he was a part of the Kiwis winning the World Cup he was that was his no he's won a trophy since Premier, Dragons Premiership since. Oh right I was going to say The Broncos definitely Haven't won a Premiership no. Since 2008 <laughs> Mitchell but, um, um, I did uh, I did thank the guests At the wedding For uh, for coming to celebrate A joyous occasion Of the return of Wayne Bennett's aura As the MC They did do that <laughs> Joke just for me and dad <laughs> Yep I'm sure he enjoyed it yeah. Which is all uh, that matters At V8 Tiger We're going to answer This question anyway It's a troll question At the end of it We said If you can invite Any three people Living or dead to your dinner party, how many games until Indiana knocked Cleveland out of the playoffs? He got you there. He did. Well, they're not going to do it, but yeah, they got a, got a good rattle on the first game. Three people. Um, well, he's, he's gone all topics here, but since he asked NBA, is there three people around NBA you'd have at dinner? Shaq. Shaq. Charles Barkley. Oh, you're just going to TNT? Are Maybe. You, you <laughs> uh, Shaq, Charles Barkley, and... Let me think of a third while you, you go. Okay, well, I want Shaq already. Does, can I count Bill Murray because he was in Space Jam? Uh, um, no, no, we can't. <laughs> Damn he did, right, he did enough basketball stuff in it, unfortunately. If he, if, he, if, he, you know, if he got a dunk in there, I want to put him in there. Fair enough. Because you could count Bugs Bunny then too. I don't yeah, know if true, we can go true, true. loose. I'm, I'm going LeBron just because, you know, LeBron. And then I'm trying to think, you know, I'm, I was going to say just Dirk Nowitzki out of interest. But you know he's a bit old now, and I don't know. I don't know if, he, don't know if he's going to go hard at dinner. Like I know Shaq and LeBron will. Jeez, <laughs> uh, trying to think of a third. It's a good question. Well, like, Shaq and Charles question. Barkley are both hilarious. They so. are. I might even throw. Uh, can I throw Charles in with LeBron? I know, but I don't want to copy your one. Oh, they, actually, they have I'd have banter. Bill Simmons as well, just to yell at him. Just to yell at him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I think I like Russell Westbrook, but I think I'd hate him at dinner. It wouldn't be a good dinner. He's just angry. He's just too angry. It's too <laughs> much anger. <laughs> we have some banter, Russ. Um, and then I'm trying to think of old Cavs players. I don't really want Zildrunas or Gauskas. Oh, actually, yeah, I t- no, I, I want to tell you, I'll get my joke into Bill Simmons off the table. Speaking of old Cavs players, purely because he has a podcast and I've listened to it and he's a very articulate and interesting person. Richard Jefferson is Good making one. my... Making I'm, my I'm, no, I'm, doing, I'm getting Lance Stevenson. I'm getting the LeBron-Lance rivalry at dinner. If your still hot, he can blow on it. With so Shaq in the middle and this insult's being thrown. Uh, I'm <laughs> fine with that. Yeah, if not, I'd be happy to see a TNT set for, TNT set for dinner with... Uh, Shaq, Charles, and Erne. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, Dave's back. He said, should we fix the penalty crisis by taking the NRL rulebook to a regional area? I am mailing Simo an NRL rulebook. So we are, are taking the NRL rulebook to regional is areas. That, is that so happening? He wanted a rulebook. I yeah. messaged our mutual friend, Dean, who is a referee, and yeah. he said, I will mail you a rulebook. And I said, okay. There you go. Look at referees spreading the love. Yep. Uh, next question from Warwick, uh, uh, Warwick Ahern 00. He says, with NBA playoffs in full swing, who is your starting five NRL players you take on to the hardwood? Well, I'm taking Greg Inglis as my centre, firstly. Yep. Uh, and I know Milford's good at basketball. He's my point guard. And he's a bit of flair. The, the, the Broncos players play most days of the week, actually. But those are my two... My, those, are my, those are my cornerstones of my franchise. I'm not picking Josh Mansour, I can tell you that much. No. No. I, I, I know the Dragons players like Buckets too, but um, maybe Nana McDonald could play power forward for me. Oh, I'm picking Daniel Tupo. Tupo? Tupo? I don't, uh. Got hops. He has got hot. He just, he just hasn't got the personality for NBA for me, if you get me. He's just so boring. He's like a Kawhi Leonard type. I'm not about it. Yeah, he's terrible at basketball. Well, right. I'm the, well what's he doing now? Not <laughs> playing <true>. basketball. <laughs> not playing basketball. Facts. Straight facts. Um, okay, no, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm getting Joey. I'm getting Rapana. I'm getting Connie. I'm getting Milford. I'm getting GI. We're just going, we're going a big. We're not going small. We're going big and juicy <laughs> and flair. I like it. Lots of flair. Uh, we're going to go 20 and 62, but <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yep. Uh, I'm picking Jason Clark. Uh, Dave Tyrrell. Um, it's a good eighties team. I'm just picking scrappy white guys. <laughs> good eighties team. Uh, Luke Lewis, um, uh, Matt Scott, and uh, uh, and uh, this is harsh on Kevin Campion and Michael Luck. Well, they're retired. <laughs> and uh, white scrap. Yeah, I don't know. It's some other scrappy white guy. I don't know. Jared Croker. But he has to wear the headgear, even though it's basketball. Actually, Vunavali might be a get too. Just oh, good it, point. Because jump and kick. People. And he's shown before that he can learn sports that he's never played before in like three weeks. So like, even if he's never played basketball, you can just be like, all right, so this is what you do. And, and I feel he'll... like he would kick someone in the dick by accident, you know, like Draymond would. And yeah. that's you know, you want you, you want an enforcer. enforcer. You want <laughs> exactly what you want. Great, you can have that. And Cameron's Cam Smith would just be good at it. <laughs> he just be good at everything. The prick. He'd be cunning. He'd be earning th- free throws like James Harden, grabbing players and whatever, having the refs on his on his fingertips. Anyway, this next question. Uh, another question from Warwick. Who was more cooked over the weekend? Para, the Colm Games closing ceremony, or Buzz Rothfield? Um, the Colm Games ceremony is pretty atrocious. I like, don't care enough to know. I don't, like, you don't need to care to know that, like, the athletes marching is a probably the main reason people watch these things, and they didn't show that on the broadcast. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. They had a lot of speeches, though. Sure. I didn't watch it. I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't watch um, it. I didn't watch a single second of the Common Games and it was nice. Well, I watched just about all of it because that's what I was doing for the past 12 days was live blogging Commonwealth Games every day. And let me tell you, I did not have games fever. I, I did see the highlight of the Aussie uh, women's 17 bottling it. Yeah, we Cassie bottled Staples. like all the good things we were supposed to be, like netball as well. We didn't win. We won, won, won everything else though. Yeah, but yeah, hey, the, the, take that Bermuda so, and Malaysia and Bangladesh, you pricks. So if We're you didn't know, the, uh, when uh, full time it expired, we had the possession. In the oh seven, yeah, this was amazing. And uh, we had possession, and uh, it was twelve all. And Cassie Staples, I believe her name was, booted the ball into touch, off a penalty. Off a penalty. Yeah, not realizing that Australia weren't winning. Yes, and then after the game, the excuse they came up with was that the coach was yelling, "Have a crack." Which apparently to her meant kick it in touch, but no, you didn't hear that. You just kicked the ball like an idiot and then realised that. Just say you forgot the score. Just say you forgot it, but that's it. Greg Inglis forgot the score. They also should have won the game by they scored a try next to the post. And I know, you know, goal kicking, drop kick is difficult, but to win a gold medal, you kick that damn goal. Kick kick the drop. Kick that damn goal. 
But yeah, we we struck, we lost that, but whatever. I didn't mm. watch anything else really. Uh, but I'm going to say most cooked was Com Games because yeah, you can't be doing that. At least Parramatta played rugby league. Like they didn't do the closing ceremony thing at the closing no, ceremony. And, you know, buzz is buzz. Whatever. Uh, Ando's throwing shade. If you oh. support any Boston sports team, are you racist? Probably. Uh, hmm. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. You got to be a little bit. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, at Gilby underscore Gillard. In light of Mark Gazzini's hot take over the weekend saying Will Hopoati has the best hands in the NRL. Who really does have the best hands in the NRL? Surely we can't tr- trust Gaz's opinion. George Burgess. Um, so, I don't... This is, this is right up your alley, dude. Who makes the least errors? Fewest well, errors. It's not even about the errors. Though. Like, I get Will Hopoati does actually have pretty good hands in terms of... He has some pretty good put-downs and, and, and things just seem to stick to his hand, which is good. doesn't really drop any things. Yeah. But if you asked me two years ago, I would have told you Darius Boyd, but those aren't what they were. When he, just, he didn't drop anything for like three seasons. But it's a whole thing. Are we talking about slips catches? Are we talking about just in I don't general? No, Vunavalo did that thing last year. Remember, he was running one way and he yeah, was, then he picked the ball up with one hand, like going well, the other way, and that was like the, it was insane. I was, I was like, I'm going to say the fuss. Okay, because whilst Hopwadi has fast hands, slow body, everything else is slow. The fuss catches bloody everything, and whilst Corey Oates out jumping this week, still the fuss has been getting bombed for years and hasn't dropped anything. So that's that's my pick. But I'm sure there's players, I mean, you know, in footy terms, best hands is generally a guy who, you know, half who can double pump and, and, you know, move the ball quickly kind of thing, which has always been JT. Mm-hmm. But not, not anymore because he's a uh, year too long, mate. Maybe. <laughs> you got an answer? No, nah, I'll trust you. It's fine. Manny P25 again. How much success have the Norns Pelicans been robbed of because they played in the Western Conference despite being from an Eastern state? It is weird, isn't it? Like, there are teams that are in the... Eastern Conference that are further west, right? Yeah, there like, is. Like, is Indiana further west than New Orleans? I believe so. There's a few. Yeah. Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're in that weird spot, and mm. they they should be in the east, because everyone else in the west is really way, way out there. Way out there. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, who would be the next most east? Would it be, like, Phoenix, right? Yeah, Houston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Texas ones. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, like, yeah, they um, obviously would be a better team in the east. But the east is getting stronger now. Yeah, yeah. sixes. Trust the process. Sixes, yeah. There we go. Uh, and the paces themselves, as we mentioned, not too bad. The Bucks should be better than what they are. Anyway, Matt underscore Matt Coleman says, after Wanderers choked at home against Adelaide to miss the finals, what is the biggest final round bottle job in NRL history? Um, well, the bottle job, you, I know you what you're going to say. The, the bottle job last year from the Dragons was pretty special. That was bad. There's two. Yeah. Back-to-back years. Souths in 2010 and 2011. He Souths, pointed out 2010 for you. Souths 2010 was probably worse because the Dragons rested their whole team in round 26. It was the last yeah. game. They rested like... Because like, they were already minor premiers. Um, they rested their whole team. Souths just needed to beat like Dragons, basically reserves, in the last game to make the finals for the first time in three or four years and only the second time in my life. And they not only lost, they got absolutely belted. And then the following year, 2011, they played the Knights in what was basically a winner-makes-the-finals game. And me and Harry Ramage drove up there, and Souths got belted. But they haven't <laughs> they haven't lost to the Knights since. I think it's the longest streak that one team has over another in the NRL. Was so. it 2014 for the Eels that win one of their like their last game as well, and uh, they bottled it? Uh, look, man, 2014. Yeah, that was it. They um they were in the eight, and then they had to they played Newcastle and Canberra away, and they bottled both of those. But that's not the same as the. the, the I think that Souths one is probably probably they it. play just because they played a reserve grade team. Yeah. Basically, I, I I mean I haven't. Well, they play a team who are giving them the points. We don't have the time right now to go back and look at who was in that Dragons team that day, but I remember that quite a few of their stars. And didn't the play. Dragons are giving the points as if they were going to play them in the first round of the finals too. Like, but they didn't happen. There you go. Uh, next question from Jack Cronin. 
How much of the Storm's resurgence last week can be put down to the boys lifting the Cairns Smith's milestone game? How good. <laughs> I love this as a thing. It is a thing, mate. The hat, they lifted for me, mate. They knew it was an important game, an occasion for him. Back goal kicking to set the, the goal kicking record as well. So they had to lift. Uh, one eyed Tiger on a score. Which would be the older matchup and schedule for next year's Magic Weekend in Brisbane? Well, okay. So for me, you don't ta- you don't pack this with rivalries. No, fuck no. Because like it's going to sell out anyway. So you want like you want the shit games. Yeah. Do not play Broncos v Cowboys. No. Or you want the three Queensland teams on separate days. That's it. Maybe maybe one or two marquee games. You know, maybe Broncos play Storm there or something on the Saturday night or the big day. You know, maybe you do that. But you, you generally you don't want any of those big games. You don't want any Sydney rivalry games. Actually, you might have to play out of Sydney versus Sydney teams games. I know we said we weren't going to go back and do this, but I did. Yeah, did the it. Dragons halves that day when South needed to win were Kyle Stanley and Nathan Fiend. Mate, I remember young Kyle Stanley. There was and uh, the hooker there. was in the 21 jersey at like 400-year-old Luke Prittis. <laughs> Bench hey. of Jared Safi, Nick Emmett, John Green, Mate, and Cameron you're King. you this team. All these guys are the premiership team. <laughs> well, they weren't because they were in jerseys Mate, that were higher Luke than... Prittis, Luke Prittis? Jared Safi? snuck in there. But anyway, the halves were... St- the back line was full strength, but Nick, the rest of the team was... Nick Emmett was the original Jack Reed. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Carl Stanley and Nathan Fiend were the halves, and yeah. Souths lost thirty-eight to twenty-four. Uh, but uh, anyway, in this Magic Weekend, oh, yeah, you, sorry. you probably go inner city Sydney versus out of Sydney. If you get me, yes, yeah. don't uh, play Sydney versus Sydney games yeah. up there. Um, that'd be fine. It'd be know? interesting to see how they work out. What I'm curious as to how they work out who the home teams are. Like who loses a home game for this stuff? Yeah, well, if they're doing it, they're doing it two years or three years in a row, aren't they? So I, don't know, I didn't. They rotate them or something. I'm guessing, but Can yeah, they might. Teams honestly might offer up for it because of the money. Yeah. Although, even though the gate will be split here, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. to work it out. Can we agree that doing it over four days is dumb? And it should be over three, three days? days. Yeah, stupid broadcasters. It's terrible. So it will be one game on Thursday night. Fuck that! I'm not going to go to that. Yeah. Like, who's flying in for Thursday's game? No. Unless my team is playing. Uh, but I guess also probably how they justified making more money off of it. But yeah. I'm, I'm, but like 2-3-2. Two, two. That'd be great. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Very yeah, keen, you though. know, you want... Yeah, you want like the Bulldogs playing the Titans and you want Souths playing the Warriors and you want the Roosters playing the Storm, etc. Like, that's what you want. Yeah. And you want the the Broncos playing the Tigers or the and the Knights playing the Eels. It doesn't matter. Just yeah, you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to ruin games that would by themselves get good crowds, such as South Bulldogs or Broncos Cowboys, etc. Exactly. Whilst it seems like that'd be the good idea, it's really not to me anyway. I agree. Um, so his thoughts are yeah, he's stacked it. <laughs> he just gave us. Has he done the opposite of what he's we? He's got Broncos v Cowboys, Dragons v Sharks. Yeah, in South Roosters, man, don't you can't give South Roosters to Brisbane. There's no way. There's no point in it. I would not it's, like that. And again, like they seem like they're great games, but they are. But it's just not not worth it. For no. Me. Uh, okay. Next question is uh, Josh Robbo's back. Are Sharks fans who say Moreland signings a long term deal seeing thumbs up for a bigger fall than they're already on? Well, I don't know anyone who's saying that, but uh, it was obviously he wasn't. They didn't expect someone to come in and six rounds light it up. But yeah, I think you've been on that boat, Josh. You tell me what it feels like to tie yourself to Matt Moylan for a long time. Look, you guys are all pretty relieved right now. I can't relate to that. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I can't can't offer any advice. I'm sorry. Never, never, never supported Matt Moylan. I think the record will show. <laughs> yeah, it's one, that one year. Maybe this year we're trying to hoping it'd be the, good. The ball hits still on my desk. Yeah. Uh, his next question: Should there be a set number of penalties in a row where the Simbin comes out? E.g., Perinara used three as a binning, Checken used five, and Sutton used four. No. No, I, because oh, sorry, you go. You know, you go. games are different. Penalties are different. Not every penalty is created equal. Um, I agree with that, and also 
Um, that's so. From how I understand it, what he's proposing is basically like if you give away three in one hit in a row, no matter where, it's a simbin. But then, like, that means let's say fifteen minutes after that, the the other team's on your line again. You give away, you can give away another two and not get a simbin. I don't like that. I feel like once they start giving them for the first deliberate penalty to the line, that has to be the standard for the rest of the game. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I agree that three in your own 20, yeah. d- deliberate ones, yeah. I mean, we had a couple of games this weekend where it was five or six yeah. and nothing happened. Yeah. I think it was the most lopsided round we've had this year, definitely, and just in a long time. Like, no game was remotely close. Yeah. The closest game was Broncos-Warriors, I think, and that was like 11 And they nine scored points. with five minutes to go. Yeah. Make it close. Uh, Frankie asked how we celebrate Kansas breaking record-breaking <laughs> game. Mate, it was it was a glorious night. You know, put the points on, kick my feet up, played some Fortnite after. <laughs> I was at work watching the Commonwealth Games. Well, no, I actually went out for family dinner at Manly That's after nice. the game. Uh, anyway, uh, next question. Pete Fulcher, which lasted longer? Nick Rima's renewed security at halfback or Bungard's self-appointed status as big dog? Uh, <laughs> still the big dog. I forgot Pete is like a low-key, like, pretty good Bungard sledger. He's, he's got good sledges. No, he does. actually, he's a lot funnier than the, the other palookas who just <laughs> make the same jokes. He, he, that was he, a good one. That was good. Good from you. Well, yeah, yeah Nick Raymond's security lasted like 11 days or something. So, I think I think your big dog status lasted a little oh, longer than 11 hey, days. You know what? Self-appointed big dog status. Well, then that's yeah. never that's yeah. never died and it's never going to die. And whose demise pleases the other two hosts more? Well... I don't, I'm not pleased by Nicarima's demise. You crazy? I don't think I don't think Bungard's demised either. By the way, no. If, I, if Bungard leaving Twitter was if what you're saying his demise is, I think it's been better for everybody. I've been so happy. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. So I've actually pro that. Even yeah. though I like making jokes about it. I'm pro it. Uh, okay, I think Pete had another question. Does uh, people no, just miss me? Michael Darren seventy nine says, looking into the future, would you rather a new team formed in Perth and a second mm. team established elsewhere, or an existing team? Like the West Tigers relocated. I've answered this question before and yeah. I'll answer it the same way I've answered it every other time. Having lost my team firsthand, I can tell you it's the shittest thing in the world. I wouldn't wish that upon anyone, even Roosters fans. No no moving teams, please. And could league lovers handle nine games a week? Yes. Um, I could handle 20 games a week. What are you talking yeah. about? Just like The 16 of the NFL. I don't watch all of them. but Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting if they would... I wonder what the threshold for games would have to be for them to still commit to having every game as a standalone. Yeah. Like how many feasibly if they got another one you could. Just I mean, you could just Sunday. have three on Sunday, but like yeah. if you ended up with like down five years, ten years down the road, you have twenty teams. You got ten games a weekend. Yeah. Like you're gonna have to have some double ups. Yeah, you are exactly right. Um, and he's at last question is thoughts on the cricket broadcast deal and its effect on the TV sport landscape. It's a bit sad. I thought Channel Ten sincerely did a great job with the Big Bash. I thought, I thought by a wide margin, the Big Bash coverage was. So much better than the coverage of any other sport I watch I'd say on television. It's the best Australian sports coverage. There's a better yeah. sports coverage in America, but I thought Big Bash was the best Aussie. By, it just, it sorry, just, yeah, in Australia, it yeah. just went hand in hand with with Big Bash format as well. And it wasn't it wasn't too jokey. No, well. it was good. They, you know, and they gave opportunities to like, you know, they 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 they, they, they Mel Jones was great on commentary. Yeah. You wouldn't see Channel Nine, you know, giving giving women a go either. Um, they were all young. Yeah, it was a bunch of young, insightful and, people who. Yeah. Uh, who really made the viewing experience enjoyable? And I understand Big Bash was it was big on Fox, right? It already was big, but it became like an event when it went to Channel Ten. It was yeah. like I know Gaines already had good attendance, but it was like every, Big Bash was everywhere. Yeah, this is genuinely a little bit disappointing. It is, and I okay, uh, that's disappointing. But Channel Nine losing the cricket is fantastic. Losing Test cricket, that's amazing. 
Yeah, but I mean, look, the people we grew up with were all gone. Yeah, they are. Apart from Bill Laurie, who gone. might go to Channel 7 anyway. Yeah. The rest so, are terrible. Tubby, don't care for. Uh, he's okay. Heels, awful. Yeah. I mean, the rest, they all suck. Like, uh, Mark Nicholas, go away. Get off my TV. Michael Clark wasn't Michael particularly Clark. good. Michael Clark was okay-ish. I feel boring. like he'd be better with better people. Yeah, I think that's fair. If he was a room that would be taken seriously in, he'd be Yeah, if off. Channel 7 could just poach all the Channel 10 commentators, that would be fine. It would be. Well, I guess that's their plan, right? And then 9 poached the, set, the tennis. Although I, would, I wouldn't... Some, I saw someone was like talking about Bruce McAvaney doing the cricket and like they just they did like a fake thing with like, oh, Kawaja, he's coming around. Oh, he's caught it. Oh, he's special, this kid. I would enjoy that. So would I. But, uh, I'm happy for Bruce McAvaney to commentate everything. That yeah, guy's the man. Channel 9 copped an L here. They got the tennis, but yeah, you got and the old... It's not a good trade-off. And yeah. Channel 7 spent forever pumping the tennis up too, but like whatever. They uh, I feel bad for Channel 10 in this. They got, like from what we read, they seems like they really got done the dirty by Cricket Australia in a lot of these They were put in the middle of the kind of thing. Why did... Because they made a bid for all the cricket at one point. They wanted all of it. They actually went harder and they actually went far off from memory with 50 mil or something. It wasn't much. It. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, but, you know, it, it, this... This will be better for the tests, but it'll be worse for the Big Bash purely because not as many people will be able to watch it. But, you know, it, it's not the end of the world, but it, it is a little bit of a shame. And I hope that the Foxtel Big Bash coverage lives up to the coverage that it got on Channel 10 in the last couple of years because I thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah. Okay. Next question from at RCB Sharks. What's the best use of $20 of McDonald's credit? Uh, 40 Nuggets. Sorry, 48 Nuggets. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as big of a Mac as Nuggets guy as you are, but I, if I can get... I need a, For 20 bucks, it's not as, it doesn't go as far as it used to. No. But if you want Nuggets at some point. You want Nuggets, you want a che- cheeseburgers. Well, what if I told you you could get 24 Nuggets for $10 right now? Well, you can do, do that, that twice. And then you can get... Well, cheeseburgers are no longer $2 anymore either. So <laughs> uh, double, uh, McDouble is $3. Yeah, I know far I, too much about the I, McDonald's I, I menu. Prefer, I prefer a cheeseburger to McDouble. I just okay, do. That's fair. Uh, double cheeseburger better than yeah, McDouble. Yeah, I was going to say, put, put a second piece of cheese on the McDouble. Come that's on. That's it. Um... I am very pro Mick Oz, but I don't make those anymore. And Mick Feast got removed as well. So I'd probably just go and get 24 nuggets and like three or four Mc, uh, double cheeseburgers. Three double cheeseburgers, I think. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Smart consumer. And then Big Mac sauce with sweet and well, sour yeah. sauce as I well. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah, that's it. Big that's Mac it. sauce. That's it. Um, Sell it everywhere. He says, if you were missing a Cameroonian athlete, if you were a missing Cameroonian athlete, where would you hide? <laughs> In Australia, where would I hide? Uh, anywhere in Western Sydney, you'd be fine. It's cultural melting pot. Yeah, you you got to get out of white suburbs. Yeah, don't go to Mossman, basically. Yeah. <laughs> don't go I to mean, Mossman. it wouldn't matter if you were a Cameroonian. If they saw a black person in Mossman, they'd call the police. They would, but you'd be deported anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you're thrown into the harbour. That's what they do with you there. They, yeah, you just don't go to the North Shore and you'll be fine. Uh, was the 2014 to 2016 decline of South greater or lesser than this 2016 to 2018 decline of the Sharks? Ooh. Well, the Sharks made the finals last year. Yeah, uh, we. I don't think we can... But are we uh, talk, uh, is he talking about distinctly 2014 and then 2016 and then 2016 well, and then 2018? Right. Oh, is it okay. The team. Like they fell off a cliff in 2016 and the Sharks might be falling off a cliff now. It's yeah. just a bit too difficult to assess. So far. Well, Souths also made the finals a year after they made They yeah. they, they, they lost did. the Sharks. They just, they just made it. Uh, yeah, they, scraped, they scraped in and they lost the Sharks. They got pumped in week one of the finals. But. Um, well, we just need. To, there's honestly no way to answer that. We don't know. The Sharks could figure it all out. You went um, on that like how many games you lose in a row? Like seven in a row or something? South. The end of 2016 was pretty rough. Yeah, but and you end up winning the last few. Yeah, when they put Damien Cook in the side, they won four. They lost five, and the one loss was, was Golden Point against the Storm. That was it. Oh yeah, that game. 
Yep, the penalty and then the yeah. the uh, me Harry and Coleman getting kicked out of the KB game. Yeah, that game. <laughs> De- death to that place. We're never going back. Okay, and uh, Pete Fulcher actually has a similar question to uh, RCB Sharks. There he says, in honor of Jack Bird's remarkable performance, what's your favorite Macca's menu item? Oh, jeez, uh, way to put me on the spot. So it's not nugget, nuggets? Oh, probably, yeah, it is. Let's be real here. Well, you worked at Macca's, right? Six years. So what was your, like, when you, I know going home, like, I'm making yeah. something new. Oh, yeah, so you'd get, well, see, the thing was, like, the bread would go, like, you, if you didn't, if you didn't, if you toasted the buns, you had to eat it pretty quick, whereas if you, the wraps sort of kept for longer, so when I was going home, I'd put shit in wraps, just put, like, the Big Mac meat and the chicken patties but the thing they used to have, I don't, I don't know if they still have them. The crispy chicken patties were dope. They were delicious. Yeah. I what? don't know if they still exist. I don't know, dude. My, uh, my best They were awesome. Up. They were the thing I would take the most of at clothes. You could eat them on their own. They were delicious. Yeah. They were like KFC level good. Yeah, they were really good. Like I, My best mate growing up was also, was a uh, Macca's manager. And we were like 18, 19. We used to, go, used to manage one at Macquarie. So sometimes we'd go there after he'd finish his shift. We'd go to the movies. And yeah, just take a bag of chicken, <laughs> like crispy chicken patties, oh, nuggets, and fries. Start in a bag, fill the bag up. And when you've got a metabolism, 18, 19, you just go and eat. You eat Maccas for like an hour straight in the movie. It was the best. Yep. But I, I like doing, and he used to make uh, double quarter pounders, but with double cheese as well. Yep. I reckon you might vomit for three days eating one as an hour. Oh, hour. I was going to suggest this yeah. to both you and Dale and our other Sydney FC supporting friends. Yeah. When Sydney do the double, double in two weeks, we have yeah. to get. Double double quarter pounders. Pounders. Yes. Well, I've had to I've celebrate had, the double double. I'll do it with you. I've had a pounder before. I've had <laughs> it's bites not of it. good. It's, it's just, so bad. It's too much food. Or it's just you, the bite is just yeah. oil. It's like, not. It, it's, it, it's not fun. The double quarter is nice while still being fatty. Yep. But the the actual the actual pounder disgusting. <laughs> double double. And the, and the for bread all. is just it's just go it disintegrates with oil. Yeah. Um. I've never had the Earthland and Sea Burger, but I'm. Have you heard no, of this? Yeah, it's yeah, gross. It's, um, it's not a bad concept. For those of you who can't work it out, it's a filet, fish, McChicken, and Big Mac patty. All, sorry, burger, or the whole thing all just meshed into one. Okay, what's thing. your... Out of this then, he said, what's our favorite Macca's item? Yeah. We kind of danced around that. What's your favorite fast food burger? Do you have a oh, one? The best burger, I think, is the Bondi burger. The Bondi burger? We, see, for me, I would say that but they have that variance of their bread can be stale. Oh, true. There. The bread is sometimes the shit. bread can be sometimes shit. And sometimes you can get shit chicken on it. Like you don't... The one good thing about the real processed chicken at Macca's is that yep. it comes in the same size. It's always time. the same. Whereas sometimes you get a portie order double Bondi and you Can I count a rooster roll as a burger? No. Damn it. Mine is a bacon deluxe at Hungry Jack's. Well, they are good. Everything else there pretty much sucks. The bacon deluxe is not huge, but it's delicious. That's the one. The chips are disgusting now. But yeah, it's kind of those deals... Hungry Jack's that- has thick cut chips now. They're terrible. Yeah, I don't like it. Because like they're not like proper thick cut. They're like no. mid- medium they're mid-cut cut. mid-cut chips and they're worse than Get all of them. Get out of here. Them. Pick a side, Switzerland. But I feel like my favorite, like if I had to do like a, a meal, you know you get like a box meal at KFC. If I'm going yeah. cross franchises, <laughs> I'm getting my Hungry Jack's uh, burger. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm, what, I'm getting KFC fries, but if I could go and get Macca's fries with KFC salt, if I could do that, I'm in on that. See, mine was the reverse. I would get K. If you're ever in the food court, I would yeah. get KFC chips and then Big Mac sauce. Yeah, about to say no. I, I wasn't done yet. I wasn't done oh, yet. Oh, sorry. Then I get Wicked Wings on a side as well. Dude, but then Wicked you've got to get so good. Then you got to go to Macca's, get Big Mac sauce, yeah, and put correct. that on everything. And then I have maybe, le- maybe some Macca's. I don't know. Maybe you get the cheeseburger. I have well. on multiple occasions just ordered a Big Mac sauce at McDonald's at the food court, and Why they've not? given it to me. Just what eat it. Yeah. No. No. Because I've ordered KFC. Well, it's already. actually on the um. It's on the menu now. Yeah. It's even, great. Even though they put yeah. it in the little thing still. Yep. It's actually on the menu now. You can go up and press it on the and order mayonnaise, too. aka McChicken sauce, which is also great. Yeah. Because I had Macca's hungover like two weeks ago, first time in forever. It's still delicious. Uh, it's it's 
I'd say so, but I feel like it's almost too sanitary now, if you get me. I had it it's last night. It's not greasy enough I had anymore. it last night. It was, it was great. great. Yeah, I, it was awesome. KFC is my hangover feel. To get feel. Well, yeah. I found a KFC that does is good every time, and that's it. Whereas, you know, KFC is usually pretty high variance in quality. Anyway, next next topic. <laughs> Shunner 86. Which Joey was more cooked? 1997 post-grand final, <laughs> Joey? Or 2018 referee conspiracy theorist, Joey? What's his latest conspiracy theory? Oh, this the, the referees are the let the players referee themselves. Like, ah, bullshit. of course, that's not a penalty. You know, oh, the games are better when there's no whistle whistles. Like, kind well, of I don't bullshit. watch Channel Nine, so I've missed all of this. But, but neither do I. But I've seen enough of his crying. Um, well, at least post grand final, Joey had a reason to be that cooked. Mm. So this Joey is more cooked. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fine with me. And Shana also asked me how many Matt Moylan gifts does Mitch have in his stash so far. I honestly like. The limit does not exist. No, I've I've only got like in you know, I have a Dropbox folder of, of, of gifts, and I think I've got four Moylan ones. Shunter is the other human being besides me that has a Matt Moylan bobblehead, by the way. He is. Uh, Mary has one. Does she? The no, old Conti. I don't, Conti I don't, or I don't, I don't want. I don't want mine anymore. <laughs> I'm throwing mine out. Uh, Butsy Triple Eight. Uh, he appreciates innocent until proven guilty, and there's probably only so much you can talk about about certain things. But is it true? Tavita Pangai Junior killed the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Guilty little, as charged. Little double swerve. <laughs> Guilty as charged, baby. Hey, what can they do about him, though? You know. I don't know. He's the best cop in the world. Never mind anybody else. You can't help it, baby. Why are you playing right? the Tom Burgess drop? <laughs> <laughs> the Burgess are back. I think that's on there from George Burgess. Well, of course it is. I well, that long that's the only thing I've ever made on YouTube. Is that is George Burgess's try in the grand final that over it. with that commentary over it? It actually fits perfectly. Uh, DJ. Ibs M. Does the NRL employ too many old heads in high positions in the game? E.g. Peter Beatty or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, I think every business ever does this. I was, I was literally about to say everything does this. Like well, uh, every, every, Very Australian. Uh, I don't even think it's just Australians, no, it's dude. Not, it's like, did you see that video with like Zuckerberg explaining like Facebook to old people? No. It's like, did you not see this? No. So when he was in front of Congress or whatever, he was plenty in, of. I haven't seen that one. He, they, he was. The, these people were asking the most ridiculous questions. So someone was like, "Oh, how do you make money if no one pays for their account?" And Zuckerberg was like, "We run ads." Anyway, and there was no, like a, no, we sell like, their information. Also that, but <laughs> he, said, but he it was like here. a three-minute video of people asking all these menial questions about Facebook. And so when they write on the wall, which wall are they writing on? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, which led me to say that uh, you need to have an arbitrary number of politicians under the age of 40 in Parliament at all times because they don't understand it. All well, people like, don't understand it. Well, it's like every policy here is... I don't want to get into politics without Dale here, but they're getting more and more boomer They're spewing. We've mentioned Normandy and now we're talking about politics yeah, and he's not here. Right, um, triggered. But yeah, no, this is, it's frustrating how out of touch most people in power are with like current things. Yeah. Like Facebook. Yes. And uh, Butsy Triple Eight, man, he must have been bored today. Was Bevan French's game the worst one NRL player? Like Paul Gar- Carriage had his game, but at least he tried to participate. <sighs> well, no, I think it's worse when, nah. you're, when you're costing, when teams are targeting you and you're dropping the ball of shit. Like, I think Rex Robinson's game this year was worse. But I was going to say, yeah. Lack of effort, though, is, is damning. That, that, you get out of my first grade side for a few weeks for not, not putting in for the boys. That was Rajon Rondo on the Mavs' levels of effort. Yes. It was not good. <laughs> uh, how many questions have I got there? Two more questions. Three more questions. Butsy's back again. What do you think of Foran's alleged tactic of kicking directly at players in the defensive line? That was hilarious. It was. Headgear <laughs> Merch got caught out. Even the drop goal he kicked hit someone. It I was great. It. I'm all about it. Like, old man Foran's hammies don't work. You can't get the ball any higher than that. So <laughs> put it into somebody now. Uh, the Giannis or Gamax says, he's seen enough of improvement in the Raiders to get me his hope up, hopes up. Has he yeah, seen enough? Yeah. Why not? It's, it's week six. They won two games. It's fine. Uh, Mario on Siegs underscore said, could Bird and Milford eat more calories at Maccas in one hour 
than George Rhodes and Greg Eastwood could at KFC. No, no way. Not even close. Mate, Come on. George Rhodes is an is a eating machine and already admitted to loving his KFC, but also everything is fried at KFC. You can eat like, a, I don't know the, the numbers here, but a Wicked Wing's probably got more calories in it than a, a six nuggets. I mean, that's definitely not true. But you know, I'm saying, but there's so much batter on them sure. right, when they're fried. You know, saying like, Wicked Wings would be terrible yeah. for you. Um, yes, I agree with that. And yeah, it's, bread's more filling. And there's a lot it of is. bready items at McDonald's, whereas there KFC, is. you just get chicken. You, go, you, you just go for chicken. You're not getting burgers at KFC, get out of here. You might yeah. occasionally, but... Oh, when you get a box meal, and every yeah. time you're like, why don't I get a box meal, there's more chicken in it. Yeah. Like, I regret that every time I go there, I'm like, oh, I'll get a Twister box or a Zinger box. Sometimes I get like, a Twister if I'm feeling it, and then I'm like, why didn't I just get more chicken? Yeah, I got a Twister, and they're good. I'm like, but I should have just had chicken in it with more chicken and more chicken. I should have got, like, straight white face or something. No, no, whatever that Street is. Street is the greatest deal at yeah. any... Any, there's your twenty dollar answer. It's nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah my, we went on t- hangover oh, on Sunday after the wedding, and I went with uh, Campo and, and Dougal, my roommates, and they had no tact. They ordered too quickly, and I said, "Why do we not just get like the family things and just eat eat all the chicken in the world?" Idiots, fools. Couldn't got the pressure of the fourteen year old asking them what their order was. Great. Meanwhile, your boy was trying to survey the menu for the best family uh, option. Well, you, why did you need to do that? The best option is always the streetwise feast. It is, but when there's like the $50 ones, you can eat like two buckets of chicken with the boys. Or you can get two streetwise feasts for $40. We could, we could, that's also an option, but there was, a, there was a decent looking one there. We didn't do it, but that's the last question. Can we, we get streetwise feasts on Friday when we're watching football? Uh, I don't want to eat that, but maybe. Okay, fine. Look, I can be talked into it. <laughs> we assess on Friday. We will. Okay, anyway, let's get out of here. We've done a, still an hour and 20 minutes with the two of us. A lot of uh, fast food chat. Yeah, well, look, I'm in, my, I'm in my element. Yeah, you lean into it. Well, you lean into it when it happens. Yeah. Dale will be happy to have missed that. There he would. He, did, he doesn't like adding. When we ask him the food questions, he never wants to answer. Not a big fast food guy. If it was yeah. a... Vietnamese noodle salad, for example. Yeah. If he made it at home, he would give Some you... Some sort of uh, green curry. He'd be all yeah, over he it. he would be. Exactly, with hand ground, uh, with uh, hand ground curry paste, etc. Yep. There's that. a man that owns several colanders. Yes, way too many colanders and way too many mortar and pestles for different times of grinds. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely more than one mortar. Oh, hey, you know what we should do before we leave is pick the games. Ah, shit! We always got there. We've always. I did it. We have done this. I one. haven't forgotten this year. I've remembered every we single week. Once last year, didn't we? Yes, we but game. I've remembered every game this year, and I'm very proud of myself. Wow, you got close. All right. Thursday night, Dogs Roosters at ANZ Stadium. I want to pick the Dogs, but I can't. Roosters. Same. Uh, 6 p.m. Game uh, of the round. What a, ga- what a night of footy. Great night of footy. Uh, 6 p.m., Warriors-Dragons. I am taking the Warriors-Dragons. To bounce back in New Zealand. Dragons, great record in New Zealand as well. Yep. So, okay. bucking that trend. Just keep, keep on rolling. Uh, 7.55, Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Brisbane, Melbourne. So I'm picking another drought breaker. The Broncos haven't beat the Storm at Suncorp since 2009. And uh, I'm picking the Broncos. Uh, I will tip the Storm. Mm-hmm. I think I've tipped the Broncos game correctly every week this year, by the way. fire, mate. Uh, well, that's bad for you. You fuck it. Sorry. Uh, 3 oh, p.m. Look, I'm at... an L with the Storm, but yeah. Well, 3 p.m. Gosford, annoyingly, because I finished work at around this time and I was going to try and leave like 20 minutes early and bolt to the stadium. But no, it's in Gosford. Souths, Raiders. Uh, yeah, I was going to go stay up there with Frankie, but uh, unfortunately, friend of the podcast and now coward Tom Hardy killed those plans. I mean, I'm sure there's a legitimate reason with his wedding coming, etc. But yeah, you know, whatever. Unfortunate. Um, I'm going to pick South. Same. Uh, five 5.30 p.m. at Scully Park. In Tamworth. Weird place. Tigers, Knights. I'll take the Tigers. Yeah, I'm taking the Tigers. Newcastle, not a Newcastle. 
cricket score. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought this one would Still be hard. Still a 56 for the Tigers, that's, mate. That's a multi-kicker. You wouldn't have thought this one would be hard to tip, but Dairy Farmers, a.k.a. 1300 Smiles. It's not called Dairy Farmers. Why did I do that? No. Uh, Cowboys, Titans. Um, Fuck. I really want to pick the Titans. I really want to, but mm. it's one of those things that's like, surely, you think surely they'll turn it around and, and surely they can't do it again, but I am... Uh, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Ryan James is back. He is. It's a pretty good forward pack. Yeah. It, it actually is. is a pretty good forward pack. It is. But... Matthews, oh, good. fuck. Yeah, look. Uh, Cowboys, but like this is the this is your last chance. It is. You're on your last morning. Uh, 2 p.m. ANZ Stadium, Parramatta and Manly. And again, I really wanted to pick Parra, but you go look at their lineup and Penny Terra probably starting at lock. Kane Evans is a prop. Tony Williams is still in there. Okay. Two Jenningses again, you know, hangs back on the wing, Takarangi's. I like Takarangi, but it's just it's just a weak team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manly like a flat track, and they're going to lay one out here. It's a power into what Jake Dvojevic are going to smash guts. Well, okay. I see your point that Parramatta's forward pack is not very good, because I also mentioned it earlier in the show. But I also don't think Manly's forward pack is very good. No. And it's at ANZ. Manly hate playing at ANZ. Yeah. They, they never win there they for don't. some whatever reason. So I think this is the week, and they've justified... My preseason prediction of Hain will end up on the wing, so I'm going to reward them by tipping them. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Parramatta. And last but not least, 4.10pm, Shark Park, Sharks-Panthers. I will take the Panthers Another because the Sharks, half their team is out. Mate, $1.50 for the Pet Penrith. That that into the Tigers, that's already like a $3 multi, isn't it? That's great. No, it's not. It would, it's two twenty five. dollars $1.50, $1.50. What is math? What? No, $3 would be 150 and yeah. $2. Yeah, I fucked that. I said, you, what is my math? It's okay. You tried, it's not like you work in like numbers or Well, yeah, it's anyway. not like I, d- I don't do the numbers myself, though. That's ah, what the thing okay. does. you got a program for that. Yeah, the computer. Cool. Uh, all right, that's it. Uh, enjoy the footy this week, friends. Hopefully, Dale Roots will be back next week. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Say you later, everybody. And it's goodbye from me. Watch these rappers get all up in your guts. Prince Vanilla Butter Pecan Chocolate Deluxe. Even caramel sundaes is getting touched and scooped in my ice cream truck. Yo, honey, dip, summertime, fine, jury dripping. Seen you were pickings with a bunch of chickens, how you clicking? I kept shooting strong notes as we got close. She rock rope, honey throat smelling like impulse. Your whole shell, baby's wicked like Nimrod. Caught me like a freshwater straw, or may I not be God? Attitude is very rude, boo. Crabby like seafood. It turns me on like vines to your law rule. They call me Starky Love Hunt. Check the strategy by any means. Shirley Temple Cross was done by Billy Jeans. Black Mrs. America, your name is Erica, right? True. Lazy. Diablo, small feet, six shoe, Carmel complexion, breath smelling like cinnamon. Excuse me, hunter, don't mean no harm. Turn around again. Backyards banging like a Benzie. If I were jiggy, you'd be spotted like Spot McKenzie. I'm high powered, put a Dina Howard to sleep. You're parting. That's been on my mind all week. But I'll back to you, Maybelline Queen. Let's make a team. You can have anything in this world except cream. So what you want to do? What you want to do? Let's go ahead and walk these dogs and represent woo. Watch these rappers get all up in your guts. Prince Vanilla Butter Pecan Chocolate Deluxe. Even Caramel Sundays is getting touched. And scooped in my ice cream truck. Challenge finest. What up, boo? Peace, your highness. Yo, I'm lounging. Big style. Y'all
up because it's the flyers. Moves you're making, true fly choose is shaking out a rape patient. You're looking good, fly colored Asian ghettos. Them is your hometown. We could go the whole round. After that, I'm shooting downtown. I'm rocking hats and your wig is all intact. Who's that queen bee chick? Eyes curly black. Freaks be moving in fly snakes. Two finger rings and gold teeth. And ain't afraid to hold heat. So when I step in the square, dear, you better have cream this shit. Freakin' spin, I can get. Watch these rap just get all up in your guts. Prince Vanilla Butter, pecan chocolate deluxe. Even caramel sundaes are getting touched. Scoop them my ice cream truck and tears it up. Black chocolate girl, wonder shake ground like thunder. Politic to your deficit step, give me your number. Your sexy, persuasive tatas and thighs. Catch my eyes like highs, I want your bodily surprise. Double down some time, ice cream, you got me falling out like a cripple. I love you like I love my ties. Ooh, baby, I miss you. Your sweet tender touches take pulls off the duchess. Orgasm in my mind, stay masturbating your clutches. I want you for self, like wealth, so play me closely. Just paranoia for this thing, who want the most of me? Only a hard dozen wanna be calling me cousin. Thirsty for my catalog, baby, shopping free of loving. Call me if you wanna get dug like the pockets. I jizz up like a giant, break wounds out of the sockets. For real, guess what? It's the after party, you wanna fuck. Watch these rap just get all up in your guts. Prince Vanilla Butter, pecan chocolate deluxe. Even caramel sundae just get in touch. Scoop in the ice cream truck, who tears it up? Ice cold, just melt down when in my clutch. And want they be sucked, ice cream. Yeah. Your guts, Prince Vanilla Butter, pecan chocolate deluxe. Even caramel sundae just get in touch. Scooped in the ice cream truck, who tears it up? Ice cold, just melt down when in the clutch. They want they to sucked. Ice cream. One love to my chocolate deluxes. Keep your nails done and your wigs tight. Hold up. One love to my butter Pekin Ricans for calling me Poppy. That's for red. One love to Caramel Sunday with the cherries on top. Yeah. And big up to my French Vanillas. Polly Boo, Francais, Mia Moore, Merci, Wee Wee, Bonbons, and all that good stuff.